11 o'clock comics episode 236. Nice. Yeah, one of these days I will. Why don't you when, bring when, it preempt, like preempted, so that maybe, maybe I can read it with you. <laughs> <laughs> but David, we, we, yes, you, you did a dagger right in my heart, buddy. About what? what? The, the the live tweets. You, you oh, gotta I love it. Honestly, think I was serious. Yes, See, ladies and gentlemen, David yeah. Price the, hates people. This is yeah. I'm I'm finally. Damn I'm it, finally, David. That's my job. I, I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> but on the real real tip. Mm-hmm. Vince had us go and look at the iTunes reviews tonight because his <laughs> his son Vinny B posted one. Which How was awesome was that? <laughs> it's retarded. But I, have to I, say, I haven't gone to the reviews in months, and uh, it's a uh, it's flattering. Anytime I do go, it's, uh, it's pretty it is. Flattering. It's mostly <laughs> flattering for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's generally flattering for three yeah. of us and. Most of but you know what I think the problem is, Chris. I say fuck too much. No, so. no, I'm I'm sure that we all have a tendency to push people's buttons. Uh-huh. It's just that it's just that when Chris does it, he slams down the button with a fist. You know what I mean? He's he, 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 he takes no prisoners. Jay Cutler. <laughs> you know, honestly, I've been doing the the podcast thing for so long that there are so many different versions of me out there on different <laughs> podcasts. Seriously. I've, you know, you think about the the path that you take as a comic book fan. There, there, you have peaks and valleys, ebbs and sure. flows. You get angry and happy, and 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 it's been out there. I mean, I've I've gone through some really bad times as a fan on this show, and that's <laughs> you 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 I'm, do that. You get I'm angry. Glad it's documented. So you, yeah, absolutely. There's the my my insanity is there for everyone to see. You know, it's true. It's Speaking awesome. of that, who the hell are you guys? Oh, oh yeah. Jesus. Wait, you know what uh, this is? Hey, everybody. It's 11 o'clock comics, episode 236, and I am Vince B. That's who I am. And I'm the oh. F-bomb, dropping, snarky, pseudo-intellectual ale-picking Christopher Neesman. Wow. That's a, nice. It's a, a long tag. I uh, I apparently hate everybody, and I'm David Price. There you go. First step to well, true. You hate everybody. You hate everybody but me because I'm Derek Wildstar. Oh boy. 
You are not Derek Wildstar. You are Jason Boo Woo. Wait, everybody. do you know who Derek Wildstar is, though? Uh, I'm just going to kind of skirt that issue a little bit. Ask him for you. I never know who you are. I am baffled. I'm so disappointed. There are people right now unfollowing us. Yeah, seriously, especially after our talk last week, y'all. Who's Derek Wildstar? What am I missing? Star Blazers, dude. I can't remember those names. What? See if he if actually if 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 if, too busy uh, making money. But (laughs) see if Jason was legit, he would have used his actual original, not subbed, Americanized name. But I don't know that. Only David. We just call him Roy Fucker. There we go. No, you're not. You're Jason Wood, everybody. And this episode of 11 O'Clock Comics has been brought to you by who? Discount Comic Book Service, DCBService.com. Remember that URL because you'll need it if you want to save huge dinero on your favorite funny books and collectibles. Get this. Yeah, you could call it Wumba, yes. Uh, You have a little bit of time left to get in on these deals, after which you're out of luck. I think the new previews came out, what, today or next week? I don't know. It doesn't matter next week, but you don't have much time. Uh, First up, from Image, it's change number one from Alesh. I've been told how to say his name. I hope I'm doing it right. Alesh Cote. Uh, uh, who wrote Wild Children and uh, Morgan Jeske? It's a mini series. It's the first issue of four. Its cover price is two ninety nine, but that's not what you're going to pay. You will get it for half off, just like boys' pants for a buck forty nine. Where else are you going to go? From Avatar, whose books mostly I love, uh, we got Caligula, Heart of Rome, from that crazy wild man, Mr. David Lapham, Stray Bullets himself, drawn by German Noble. Uh, it's Caligula. It's nasty. It's in the Avatar wheelhouse. It's three ninety nine. Not what you're gonna pay. Buck ninety nine. Fifty percent off. Last but certainly not least, from IDW, who are doing a whole boatload of good stuff. Publisher, editor, top dude at IDW. Chris Rial is writing it. Sam. Keith is it real is, or Rial? Is it Rial? I think, I it, it's, I think Rial. it's real because he has. He's got a blog, and is it was real like time or real, real talk. talk. Or, yeah. Uh, Re- Get it? Very That's the only reason why I would, because you know me, I mispronounced the. The um, ways of making you talk. <laughs> the Chris, <laughs> Chris Rial wrote it, and the Keeping it real. unparalleled artistic talents of Sam Keith on art. Okay. It's Hollows, number one of four. Cover price, in, in keeping with IDW stuff, it's three ninety nine, but not at DCBS. It's 50% off for the first issue. You'll get it for a buck ninety nine. Please. Go to DCBS, DCBService.com, get your books cheap, and if it's your first time, mm-hmm. you can use the following code and get an extra 8% off. David. EOC8. Oh, flawless. EOC8 will get you an extra 8. Do it. You'll big, be happy. Big You'll thanks think- to uh, to uh, the DCBS people uh, this this week, Cam and, and Christina and, and the whole gang there. Uh, I ordered the, uh, the, Joe, the Joe Hubert tarzan artist edition through them and uh and was able to get in on some other nice deals so uh they they took some extra special um customer service care of me this week so thanks guys i appreciate it and i gotta thank uh our buddy andrew tom because he he sent me a uh, text message saying yo dude scratch that that, that would that would be the extra special customer service care that i'm talking about nice he (laughs) said uh scratch and dent meta barons 
<laughs> I said, well, you know nice. what? I already, I already have that stuff, but I'm not going to turn up a, uh, a Meta Baron's big ass slipcover if the price is right. And the price was. So I got yeah, it. Yeah. He, he reached out to me too for another, uh, Something else. He's always looking out for us. That, that I guy. know. He is, he is, we yeah. love him. I got the uh, the new new Teen Titans uh, Omnibus Volume Two coming. Uh, the uh, oh, uh, Gilbert Hernandez Luba and oh. uh, Luba. <laughs> yeah, mm. Metal uh, Metalman Archives from DC uh, Volume One. So oh, nice. I got the wow. uh, Jason Aaron uh, Wolverine Omnibus coming. Look at you. Nice. 75% off. You That's like Wolverine? Awesome. I didn't know that. Um, yeah. I, I know. Uh, what was I going to say? Back it up. Uh, Christopher, what was yes, the sir. first one you mentioned? Uh, yeah. I'm such a shithead. It's got the cutest contract stuff in it. I don't yeah. have either of those. Me neither. I don't, yeah, I don't uh, either. Yeah, you know, Hey, that would be more than welcome. I love them. They're just like the the Marvel Omnibuy. It, the only thing with them is that the the books are maybe a little too fucking big. I mean, they're, yeah. They're so, they're, I mean, they will crush you if you are laying on the. Yeah, that is true. Let me and, ask you a question: Do they lay relatively flat, or? Oh, let me let me grab my copy. While you're doing that, by the way, um, it's something we we I, I meant to do last week and just forgot completely once we started recording. Um, shout out to our buddy Pat Loika. Who yes uh, had to deal yes. with some pretty harrowing uh, health issues not not too long ago and uh, was actually in the hospital for quite a bit of time. So yeah. he uh, the good news is he's he's out of the hospital and it, I think that uh, on the mend he's on the mend. I think he's lost a ton of weight uh, as part of it and he seems to be having a really positive outlook on on life and taking his health seriously. So yeah. number one, glad he's doing better. We love you, Pat. And number two, I, I keep it up because I think that. Uh, I think the changes he's implemented in the last few weeks, or if he sticks with them, are going to be going to keep him around a lot longer than he would have otherwise. So take yeah. take care of yourself, Pat, because we love you, buddy. Yeah, for sure. It's important. Didn't and stop him though, or slow him down at all. He didn't I know? No, no yeah. <laughs> he watched Avengers thirty-five times while he was in the uh, while he was in the Good. hospital. Good God! <laughs> that is a guy who. I mean, we love comics. We really do. But wow. I think Pat loves comics more than. Anybody else? I we were uh, Pat and I were throwing Iron Man two quotes at each other last night, and and uh, because I was I was very surprised to find once once the third tra- once the trailer for the third movie came out, I was I was quite taken. I guess I was just blind to all the the Iron Man two hate that was out there uh, after the second movie was released. But um, you know, Pat just is positive about comics. Period. No matter whether they're yeah. However, they're presented, and 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 I I love him like a brother. He is he is a great, great dude. So I I am glad he's better. And and I know that uh, because of of the group of friends he has everywhere, all all over the country, he won't be able. His as far as the changes in 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 uh, that are health related, I I don't think he'll be able to to stray off the plans they have for him because everybody. We'll be keeping an eye out for him. You so. bet. Nice. Yeah. You better. I tell you, you know, we talked about it a little bit. My wife and I made a major uh, lifestyle change. It's almost six months ago. You're all and, muted, uh, buddy. Yeah, you're all shaking. Oh, am I, am I muted? No, I'm sorry. No, like, you're not muted, muted, but you sound, like, muffled. 
Like Mofunga. Like you have uh, like a, a sock over your mic or something. That's better? There you go. Much yes. better. Yes? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, no, Marta and I made a, a a big lifestyle change about six months ago, and it was, you know, it's like, hey, we're 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 knocking on forty, and it's time to time to start living healthy. And it's, I mean, it takes a little dedication, but once you get into the the routine and rhythm of it, I feel better than I have in years, and it's so worth it. And you just, you know, a little bit, a little bit of dedication, and it can do it. It's really important. So I hope that that. Um, is, is sticks with it because we want him to be around for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, speaking of health, <laughs> I was uh, just going to say the, same thing. <laughs> the Surgeon General says that it is it is healthy to have um, one drink a day, and so I'm assuming that this <laughs> is our one drink a day. Oh yes. Uh, let's go ahead and roll into it, uh, Jason. Why don't you kick us off? What are you drinking for this fine episode? Well, for the majority of the episode, I'll be drinking this delicious Diet Dr Pepper next to me. But in the in the spirit of that you were giving it up. No, no, no. I said I was giving up. I was giving up that twenty ounce bottle. Thank you, Davis. From the bodega. I gave up buying ridiculously priced twenty ounce bottles at the bodega. Exactly. I did not give up drinking it at home when my wife buys it for a dollar in two liters. It's not insane. Exactly. Either way, you you smoke when you drink. Exactly. But either way. I am, for the sake of the show, also sipping on a reasonably sized glass of Jameson Irish whiskey. Oh, very nice. Sized glass. I love it. Uh, David, how about you? Uh, well, um, in honor of uh, yesterday's Iron Man 3 trailer release, and because of you fools, I am drinking Stark Raving Cab. Oh, I get it. I That's it. awesome. Uh, how cute. It is pretty goddamn tasty, too. Cool. I'll tell you, I, I went to uh, I went to the, uh, the the liquor store today, and they have like boxes oh, and boxes are. of the uh, Menage a Trois, and I was going to oh, buy yeah. it, stock up on it for C two E two. Aww. Uh, but I, Vince, what are you drinking? Hi. Uh, Hi. Same thing as last week. Yingling Oktoberfest, and uh, you know what? Since we're doing this EOC live tweet thing again, I'm going to kind of mix one in here while. We got a minute. Oh, uh, you're just going for it. Look at you. Don Cardenas uh, asked, what's our favorite bass player? Do you have a favorite bass player? Mine is Les Claypool. By favorite? far. From Primus, yeah. Player. Um, um, hmm. That's such the obvious answer, though. It is. You know, either yeah. that or Getty no, Lee. Dude. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Nobody Paul. else? Well, I mean, again, I, it's, I wasn't prepared for this. Uh... Nice one, Chris. Paul, excellent. Nice. And I, I, would, I would probably, just based on, on my old-timey feelings for, for the band, for the group, I, I'd probably, by default, just say Steve Harris. <laughs> Steve Harris and his mountain-sized ego. <laughs> oh, yeah, you can't. No, time out. It, this is easy for me. I wasn't even thinking. Uh, Bootsy Collins. Nice, oh, very oh, good. Oh, oh, oh. Not even close. Nice booty, baby. All I've, right. got, I've, I've got I've got funny quotes about Parliament from whenever we went to uh, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I'll share with you later, Jason. All right. but, so, it, yeah, that yeah that that's well. He he's at least the one who's still alive. But but probably because of the album, the the cassette that got played to death, I would probably also say Cliff Burton. Now, see that sounds like a single. Than a cassette. 
No, dude, this goes way back, man. This is I remember single pre Sam Good single. See, I don't see you being a Metallica fan, David. Oh Jesus, yeah, he is. Really? Oh really? Yeah. 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 See, I don't know who. You guys don't know shit. I play Master of Puppets probably probably once a month, sometimes more, but I I also tend to listen to, especially at work, because it it kind of freaks people out. I'll listen to S and M. Look at you. See, that's the one That's the one I can't stand. I can't I know, you cannot can't. I stand that. I the baby. Get into the groove, and I'm like, I'm like, this is, I'm like, I, I, I dig the whole orchestra feel in the back of it. But I mean, it, it's, know. it's large, but honestly, I don't think the music needs it. It's big no, enough. You're as you're right. It is. Absolutely right. Yeah. Dude, speaking of S&M, any of y'all watch American Horror Story? I no, heard really I good things. Cut, so. This 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 season looks freaky as hell. I I can never really get into that. I have some coworkers that absolutely. Well, I would say David, right off the bat, you wouldn't like it because they they f around with the animals. Yeah. So that's going to put you off right away. But it is freck. It it is it is cray cray. It's yeah. it's wow. absolute. I am absolutely floored that a. TV network had the show on t- like on the air. Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm oh, come on, it's FX. They'll yeah. play in. You know, I got to say one thing, not to be a, a, a douchebag, but it'll probably come off that way. It's been a long trip for Jessica Lang from King Kong's Palm. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. It's kind of like who you saying that is kind of like some dude being like, "That's not a Gundam, dude." <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of funny. Uh, we had uh, we had ridiculously warm temperatures for uh, for the time of year today. It uh, it got into the low 80s here in Chicago. So it's the uh, it's like the last day of summer is how I'm looking at it. So I'm drinking my favorite summer beer, which is uh, the Magic Hat Number Nine. Oh, very nice. Yeah, yeah respect so, it. Yeah, so good. So there's my there's my my drinky drink. All right, enough hmm. uh, enough. Uh, Small talk. Let's talk comics. Yeah, yeah. How about this? You want to do another tweet before we move into it? This one's no, pretty but, good. Yeah, well, yeah let's, let's get it. Yeah. I'll see Chris from, is all in now. So he's he's all in. I mean, no, it's because it spurs conversation. I think that's it, what it does. Think. It does. And this good. is a really good one from. Um, um, I hope I I get this right, but I probably won't. From Moni Boli. It's M O N I capital B O L I S. So I'm thinking it's Moni Boli, right? Um, what was the latest creator that surprised you with their work? Oh, yeah, maybe a, maybe I, I someone you ignored before. Yeah. Oh. Um. Oh, in a um in a bad way. Not could be a, either one. Uh, in a bad, not real happy with the last Beth Orton CD. I was expecting him to be born <laughs> Not incredibly happy about that. Uh, but comic- I think he did say comics creator, but oh, comics creator. it's a she, uh, buddy. Uh, yes. Well, at least judging by the avatar. Yes. <laughs> oh, well, she. Okay, my bad. Oh, Monica. Her I, name is Monica, actually. I have an easy one, and, it, and it's the obvious one if you've been uh, paying attention to me. Trad Moore, the dude that did the work oh, on... Oh, uh, that's good. Yeah, strange town of Luther Strode. Wow, this guy surprised me. I had no, I, I didn't know he existed, and uh, this series really, uh, really put him on my my uh, radar. Trad Moore, that's an awesome name too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, I like that one. That's good. Huh? Um, surprise. Jeez. I guess like to be see to be surprised. I guess I feel like you have to already have a some kind of perception of them. 
and then have that perception changed. I think I would probably have to say Fiona Staples. Excellent. Well, that's yes. That's a really good one. Yeah. I got another good one. Mm-hmm. Th- this is a, a creator that I was familiar with, loved his work, and then for some reason I distanced myself from it as uh, much to Jace- Jason's chagrin because he, I think he was still reading the book towards the end. That's um, cool. No, Derek Robertson. I, wow, I, I thought, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I thought... Happy was really good. Oh, Happy is outstanding, but I yeah. thought his work yeah. on the boys towards the end, you could just yeah, tell okay. that he was getting tired yeah. of it. Yeah, I can, I can see that. But Happy yeah. is just phenomenal. I love well, it. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's yeah, that's that, that's good. And meet meeting him in person at Morrison Con, you know, there were so many amazing talented creators there, but man, he is you you can't it is I I will say it is nearly impossible to meet Derek Robertson in person and not walk away going, Wow, what an awesome guy. Yeah. Hmm. He's kind of like me. He's amazing. He's yes, just like Vince. <laughs> <laughs> I have to I, I have to give give a quick shout out to uh to Chris. And 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 be, because you answered uh, yeah, Kevin Freeze's sure. right question, no, I, I know, but he, he, there was a, it wasn't. Oh, go ahead, Jason. No, no, I, I, I my answer to the to the to yeah. Monica's question would be uh, uh, Mike Huddleston, dude. He, dude, that's awesome. Butcher Baker, dude. I like love that one. You know that what? Why don't you just get a bunk bed and put it in David's spare room and you sleep over? Awesome. There you go. Ah, uh, but I have to. I have to. Uh, I, I, Chris answered a question that wasn't ha- hashtag, but he answered a question to, to Mr. Freeze. <laughs> I, I do. It's he. 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 Chris answered it for me. That was exactly going to be my answer. So thank you. And, and I think I think this goes for the world. Is when when can we all come out from our from our little bunkers on the internet and and look around and not have to uh, deal with political tweets and posts and thoughts and. And all that. Thirteen days, people. Thirteen days, and then we can worry about about other things. Finally. Yeah, so, you know you are right. Yeah, like, like finding right. a, a safe it, haven like, in the riots. I think that's well said because I'm looking forward <laughs> yeah. to that. Yep. Um, yeah. Two more, two more weeks, and, and, and I said it today. Then all I have to worry about is getting through the holidays and planning for C two E two. That's I'm it, already man. planning for C two E two, baby. Yes, I know. Yes, you are, and it is. I know. Awesome. I talked hey, to I, I, I'm already working on designs for the ink. Nice. Me too. Me too. I'm talking. I'm working with Norton to uh, to design mine. So I'm excited. He's dead it's to me. Hot. Oh shit! <laughs> oh, nice. I, I, I've been as soon as Jason said that this <laughs> afternoon, I thought about what I would get for my next one, and I and then I immediately realized that Renee still hasn't gotten her first, so I don't know if I can go for number three yet. <sighs> oh, stop it! If all goes well. I'm getting three and four. I know. Well, we got to make it for last year. Yes, exactly. Uh, yeah, back, balls. Speak, speaking of C2E2 and getting together, um, we're making plans kind of behind the scenes and all that stuff, but there's already a thread at the forum, and I know yes. there are people that are looking for uh, people to split hotel rooms with, and we're going to be having get-togethers. So please, if you're interested in and in, in, in the area and going to come to C2E2, hit the forums. Um, we're trying to... Uh, uh, weed through and activate as many of the accounts as we can that aren't spam. So, uh, so register and get over there and get involved. So, uh, David, David, aren't you welling up with pride that Chris is all grown up now and is Dude, helping you? I'm serious, I'm serious. I, I, <laughs> and I, yeah, I uh, eats it when we don't talk about how awesome he eats it. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> when uh, it's, it's it's great. I mean, I'm 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 you know, and I'm checking out people who 
tweet to you three and, and you know what well, well, what's up why can't I get activated and shit like that so we're we are trying I mean I may not I may not check like on a Saturday morning I may not be real quick to activate people but you know when I can yeah and, and we do have a lot we have a lot of spammers I just, as soon as yeah, they see yeah, a valid yeah, right same are, you know and it's 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 <laughs> for software it is the price of fame is true but it's you know we're, we're we're weeding them out and if if we've accidentally deleted you because you have some numbers or 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 something crazy something cray cray in your username or email address just re- let us know well said excellent excellent you're all crackly events just in time for us to well let's do um um Let's do another uh, live tweet while we wait for him <laughs> to. Uh, he's like, no, what, what? he's well, like that guy that, that was straight edge until he was like thirty <laughs> to, to, to like to smoke a joint, and then he's like three weeks later is free basin. Uh, oh, here's from uh, uh, our buddy Tomio. Uh What is the dream artist edition taking from the, from 1990 forward? Oh, Jesus Christ! Wow, that's a good one. Now let's set some parameters here. Artist mm-hmm. edition would have to be. Um, I mean, obviously, from it being great artwork, it would have to be a large enough body of work that it would fit in an artist edition. So it can't be too big, but it can't be like one or two issues. So they're, 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 usually, they're usually about six issues. Yeah. So interesting. Let's see. From now. forward. Uh, hmm. Oh, there's. What was the average max run? What about arc wise? Interesting. Uh, there's that. There's um. Hmm. I mean, I've 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 got I've got. I've got two in mind. Neither one of them were were six issues, but you could you could do you could do six issues of one of them, and that's probably my favorite comic of the last decade, which is All Star Superman. And seeing seeing Quietly's stuff in person, the the artboards they're freaking amazing. So that's a that's kind of a slam dunk for me. Well, Vince can't talk because he's cracked up, but he would pick the first six issues of Spawn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh hell well, yeah! I've got one. That unfortunately, is pre nineteen ninety, and it's one that it's needs the to question, get made. I know. Well, I know. Th- it's, it's like it's like the dude who says, "Give me a list of five cartoons." All right, here's fifteen. Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna throw it out there, and you guys are gonna agree with me, though. Okay, Weapon X. Ah, uh, that's. I don't think so, man. <laughs> I don't think so, bro. I want Barry Windsor Smith Artist Edition. Am I crackly? Uh, no. I got See, one. If Vince had to go Barry Winston Smith, he'd go Rune. I would. I do love Rune. How about yeah, this? This is this is going to be how I feel to be like, oh yes, Age of Apocalypse, Chris Bacallo, Ooh, generate Generation, generation Next. Yes. That's yes. nice. That's, that's hot. hot. And you know that's right in Tom- Tomio's flip. That's He's loving why, you right that's now. That's why I said it. Nice. That's why I said it. That's. You uh, want some Barry Windsor Smith? How about some Archer and Armstrong up in this piece? That would work. Sure, right. Of course, any Barry, Barry Windsor Smith. Saying if that's right. How about Rune versus Conan? Did you ever see that? Wow. Oh. Yeah. Oh, Ash. How about yeah. Who? Ash, the event from Event Com. Oh, Ash, Ash, Ash. I couldn't hear you. Uh, okay. He's calling okay. names. That's what he was doing. Yeah, he's going. Dude, how about some? Uh, how about some? Uh, some Grunwald Cap, dude. <laughs> <laughs> the scourge. Yeah, dude. 
Mm. Kidding on that. No. I can't have that either. Let's see. Um, I like an all red artist edition. That would be nice. That would be nice. Something. Oh no! no, no. About American Scream. Yeah, from uh, Shade the Changing Man. That was uh, also Bacalo. Oh yeah. Yeah. Bacalo. Bacalo. Maybe a new frontier. Ooh, that would be nice. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. That's like twelve issues. Um, but six. yeah, good. Huh? It's six. No, but he said it's like they're doubles, weren't they? Weren't they double size issues? They were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's yeah, it's it's more than more than you would do. Yeah, it's about yeah, it's about the same size as. as can't like, wait! Watch. Can't wait to get the Cubert one. Well, Battle Chasers. Yeah. Not my cup of tea. Yeah, Still got some good drawing in there. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's, there's three issues right there, so that's fine. You hear he's going to go back to it? Or he's going to get somebody. Yeah, I did hear that. Yeah, He's going to get somebody to draw it, maybe. But yeah, I he did hear that. that. He's been saying that for years. Well, he, he left the uh, software company he was working with on the, uh, not Darkstalkers, uh, that, that, the one fighting uh, yeah, no, gothic video game. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope he can pull it off. I would love to see more Joe Mad. That's not you know Marvel. No offense, true. you know, but yeah, um, that's a word. Well, that too. Yeah, we'll we'll keep. I, I probably have some more popping in my head as we go along, but we can move on. I think I, I, I think I want to throw it out. There's one, um, Chris Scott. I don't know why. Um, what? You no, you got a a, a live tweet. Uh, it was directly to you from from Larry Bizkit. And it says, uh-huh. uh, Chris, uh, can I get some good books to, no, 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 that's not it. But what the hell, we'll answer this one. Uh, it's all of us. Yeah, no, it was to Chris. Larry Biscuit, can I get yep. some good books yep. to order yeah. from oh, everybody yeah. from this month's previews? Uh, we said everybody. Yeah. What, what is everybody excited for? You mean, uh, so you mean the one that, that's, that's wrapped, that's, that's gonna be due in a couple, by next week, right? Yeah, yeah. I, um, I, I screwed up. It was the one that I wanted to answer. Is down farther. Well, we'll get to well, when he it. says books. Do you think he means like collected editions, or do you think he just means t- like titles? Depends. I think if you throw anything at him, he'll be loving it. Okay. Uh, well, let's see. Um, if it's if it's not too late to pre-order the Fury Agent Omnibus, get on that shit. Yeah, well, I think it is for the first one. That that yeah. looks good. Yeah, yeah. It looks amazing. I, I think Rick, was, Rick, uh, Rick was tweeting pictures yeah. of it, and it's, yeah. it, it 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 looks like the the Hellboy. Um, archives. I mean, and they, half of the uh, uh, Tales of the Fear Agent are in the first volume, and then the second, and then the, the last half of those backups are in the second. So good. I think that's right, David. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, let's see. I mean, uh, there's the Sleeper Omnibus coming out, mm. which is great. Yummy. Um, there oh. is the second Batman Schneider Poppy Capullo hardcover being solicited, and these are both 50% off at DCBS. Yes, which gives you everything from Court of Owls except the last, what, two parts? Oh, oh, and speaking of DCBS, Christina popped into the forum thread this week to answer the debate we were having last week about the variant cover nonsense that goes on. Right. And she explained the answer. So people that were wondering and aren't in the forums, the answer is not exactly what we thought, but close. Basically, they, they based, based on their ordering patterns, they figure out they have a formula that figures out how many issues they expect to be ordering and thus how many of the variants they're going to be able to get on a normalized basis, and that's what they offer. But they don't do like what Vince was saying was why can't you just have someone, like if they're willing to spend all that money just to buy 
you know, the hundred, couple hundred issues. She said they won't do that because they would have to then pay for the shipping of those 700 right. issues or whatever, which, which, would, which would eat up any kind of profit for them to do that. So they, they don't do that as a rule. But, uh, so yeah, so it's, it's based purely on how many, how many of them are going to get anyway. And then if people want them, they can buy them. So. God, these things scroll so quickly. It's kind of hard I to would, get. I, the, um, I, I think my, my well, any other books people are should shoulder this this book. Uh, oh, is the um, uh, Love and Rockets covers is that yeah. in there? Mm-hmm. Oh, you know oh, get and, that. And get that. Speaking of artist editions, the second printing of the Dave Stevens Rocketeer artist. Edition yeah, that's nice. funny. The second printing. <laughs> yeah, the, never to be printed again. <laughs> yeah, uh, that was again. Hey, I'm glad they're printing it again. Me too. I'm ordering it. So nice. <laughs> yeah. The uh, sixth Chew trade paperback, which I read in trades, which is awesome. Thank you for that. You're welcome. Um, oh, uh, Tim Seeley and uh, I, read I read it because Jason gets the trade. Thank you very much. Vince. Tim Seeley and Mike Norton's revival trade. I was going to say month in, ah. month out, get revival because it is so good. Uh, let's see here. I'm just scrolling down. Um, if you're a fan of anniversary type issues, the Amazing Spider-Man number 700 is coming out, which is um, also 50% off. Should be oh, those. The Marvel usually does a nice job with those. We've talked about. I think we talked about 600 at length. Um, let's see here. I'm just scrolling down, seeing what else they got up in this. So while you're scrolling, my my answer to the uh, '90s artist edition, I think, would probably be the uh, Nexus versus Magnus Robot Fighter. Yes, that's a cool. That would yeah, be good. that was because that was only two issues. issues. Was it two? Mm-hmm. Two. Yeah. Okay. My bad. No, it's nice. Bad. You don't you don't do bad, but um. Oh, Prestige though. They were kind of like that. That uh, they were. I don't think they were regular thirty-two page issues. One oh, came yo, out from Dark Horse and one came out from Valiant. I think. Okay, that's I, what I would want to have. I would want to have JLA Avengers, dude. Dude, wow. that would be awesome. You know, you would actually I, need you know, a giant size artist edition just to see all the details. Yes. What I want is the artist edition of the unpublished JLA Avengers. Ah, yeah, there we go. Yeah. Which would be cool. So, if you don't know about that out there in TV land, get the uh, the absolute edition of the. Um, uh, JLA Avengers, and they actually have uh, some of the original pages from yeah. the scrapped first run of that. And that was what that was why Shooter was was still that edited, was, right? That was, yeah, that that sounded yeah, like that was a that sounded like that was just a, a big mess. Oh yeah, <laughs> under Shooter, get out! I don't believe it. Hey, he, Shooter did some good stuff. Shooter did a lot of good stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah for sure. Both Every should. issue should read like a first issue. That's Thank right. Every day I'm That's hustling. Right. But anyway, I just want to answer one question. This was the one to Chris. Uh, yeah. Free Friesman says, Chris, uh, DC Dark Books are great. Why can't Marvel do it with Doctor Strange, Doctor Voodoo, Man Thing, Howard the Duck, etc.? They actually did. They, they do. They do. Yeah. They just don't sell. Well, no. Well, yes, that was part of it. In I mean, 1998, they, they, did, they did Doctor Voodoo. Yeah. They they brought back Strange Tales in a big way. Uh, Lee, uh, Jenkins and uh, Manko were on Werewolf by Night. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Was mm-hmm. I thought it was great. And there was a companion yeah. book. They did a Man Thing book with uh, J M de Matisse, 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 and uh, Liam Sharp did the art. And that spilled over, David, if you remember, into the Peter Parker 99 annual. Remember, they mm-hmm. wrapped it up in, in uh, they wrapped up that storyline from the Strange Tales books. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So the Marvel yeah, did but, do I mean, a dark, they, but Chris they, is right. They didn't sell for shit. 
they 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 break those characters out. I mean, uh, uh, Dennis Hopeless just just yeah. That's, the, I would say, I was going to say. I think that you know Dennis has got two Marvel Now books coming out. And I think you know I'm sure he, his his excellent job on the uh, Legion of Monsters played a big role in that. Yeah, yeah. it's. Uh, I mean, Rick and Tony did Frankencastle, which was one yeah. of those characters. So you know, Mar- Marvel will always, I think, use their their monster characters and man thing has been in thunderbolts for for the last few years right Mm -hmm. but they they haven't done as was uh the daughter of satan satana yeah they haven't really done a good howard the duck since yeah yeah you can't be i I don't think you can do howard the duck i i I think they should shelf howard Uh, that that howard was i mean Howard is Steve Gerber. And right. that's, that's what I was going to say. The last excellent Howard the Duck was the Gerber Winslade uh, Max series. It's, that's what I'm saying, though. Yeah. I, but I'm, I think it's, it's, that's just, it's so Gerber that it's just, you know. It, it, is, it is Gerber. I mean, that's, that right. character is Steve Gerber. And I, it, would be like, it would be like someone doing Madman after, <laughs> after all. It, it's like that character is the, you know, like, comic book manifestation of the author and i think that i think i think that marvel should probably just shelf that character and have howard walk off in the into the sunset he's he's done it before right keep him gone really there's there should be certain uh taste restrictions on on bringing characters back like you're right it it, howard is gerber just let him go let let Mm -hmm. him gerber stuff is out there if they want to read it I mean, honestly, if if Gerber had done Howard twenty years later, that would have been an image title. I think so. I mean, that was or it, a Vertigo. Yeah, you're right. Image yeah, of Vertigo. Probably, yeah. It felt like a. I mean, that was a creator-owned title before creator-owned titles. Uh, yeah. You know the way the way that it reads. Now he got to play around with certain you know weird Marvel Universe stuff, and he got to meet Kiss. <laughs> what more do you need? Yeah, exactly. So. Uh, Hassan wants to know what book are you most embarrassed to admit you actually liked? <laughs> embarrassed? Well, it's hard not, to embarrass me. I mean, I'm not yeah, embarrassed. That's true. Anything, it, yeah. I know because Vince does have tarot. tarot I, I read tarot. And, I'm not embarrassed. Right, exactly. But, yeah, but it's it's embarrassed. Yeah, it's, uh, which is the question. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't. Uh, I mean, uh, I, I, yeah, I don't know if I. I um, it wouldn't be Omaha. It wouldn't be uh, yeah. There'd be, no. I mean, there's very little that I I I I feel. I mean, I might not read Omaha in the presence of like you know my my four year old niece, but not? I'm not. I, <laughs> <laughs> I learned sometimes. I mean, kid. cherry pop tart. I mean, exactly. Oh, that's good stuff. From, from Anton Drek. I mean, there are yeah. It, there's nothing. Even if even if I were to turn around and pull out some uh, planetary or top dog, there really isn't anything that I'd be like. Oh, did you say planetary? <laughs> No, no uh, I, I was thinking he meant embarrassed more like cringeworthy, like you can't like yeah, you can't believe that you like you can believe you used to like read it or I, you I, have I it. collected Witchblade all the way up to issue one hundred and I <laughs> until it got good. Right when it got good, I stopped. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but I didn't read it for like fifty issues. Oh, you know, one of the yeah, just right. kept buying. Yeah, it that's true. So, I mean, I might I might look back and go, really, I I I have most of the issues of Team America, you know, things like that, but I wouldn't. It, it, it's not. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I really have anything. Yeah, I think that's more to the point. I, I've I've been embarrassed for buying books for so long and not enjoying them. Right. Well. Yeah. Yeah. Or just buying, but yeah. No, I I, I definitely get that part of it. Yeah. 
The weekly yeah, I, weekly yeah, thing's exactly. hard to break. It is. That's yeah, true. It's it's very difficult. Yeah. Hey, uh, Jason has been chomping at the bit. I have been to talk about a book. Oh, yeah, yeah. oh me, yes, I have been. Let me grab yes. my my tome over here, which isn't really a book, but a collection of work book of and book like objects um, housed in a in a very large box. We are, of course, talking about Chris Ware's building stories. Yeah, and, and we since are. you've been so eager to get into it, I'm going to let you take it. Oh, snap. Yeah. All right. Well, so I, this is my first exposure to Chris Ware. Oh, really? So let, let all the gasps and jaw drops. Yeah. <gasps> um, I'm aware of Jimmy Corrigan. There have been several wild pig sales where I have almost, where I have contemplated buying it, but then I'm always thinking, well, I don't know. What if it's not my cup of tea? It's a big purchase, you know, whatever. But um, for some reason, the solicit for this drew me in because, and really sight unseen, the reason that it drew me in was because in a world that's going ever more digital, this struck me as something that by design could only be properly enjoyed in your hands. And that's really, you know, a big part, I think, what he was going for. So, um, as Vince said, it comes in a big box that is roughly, maybe be a little larger than what you would see in like the slipcase of a absolute edition. They are bigger. It, it is yeah. substantially bigger. Okay, so it's even bigger, yeah. Um, and when you open it up, there are 14, 14, right? Yeah, 14. Yeah. There are 14 different uh, stories. But they're in totally different form. Well, they're in multiple form factors. There is a couple newspaper type things. There's like a um, like a comic strip book. There's a golden book form. There's a hardcover like diary form. There's magazine. There's a regular comic. So it's all these different forms. Oh, there's a um, well, like a flow chart, like a map. There's yeah. a game board. <laughs> I'm just going off of memory here because my mind is down in the, my room. I had it by my side for two straight weeks, and you all busters. Weren't <laughs> <laughs> I didn't carry it up this week, of course, and then we're going to talk about it. Um, so like so I said, all I knew about Chris Ware is that he was beloved and that he was known for having really intricate uh, and detailed graphical like aesthetic to his art. Like Those are the only things I really knew about him. And that he was considered one of those like illuminate like of the sort of the more erudite comic creators and that his work often was featured in things like the New Yorker and uh, grown up grown up publications if you will um so the package in itself is a huge selling point i mean it's it's unbelievably it it words do not describe how well put together this is but the cool thing about it is that when you open it up, there are no instructions. There are no book one, two, three. You know, it's just all there in these different form factors. And you can choose to read it in any order you feel like. And it in no way, shape, or form hinders or impairs your enjoyment of the book. Um, each of the – in essence, most of the work centers around um, a group of people that lived in a particular high-rise – for a particular part of their life. And I think it's fair to say that the lion's share of it, at least more than 50% of the of the work, really revolves around a particular unnamed woman mm-hmm. who and, and her life, part of which takes place in this building, but, uh, but also we see what happens before and after that. And she's unnamed, I think, by design. She is one-legged, although it's pretty neat that that's really not 
I mean, it's a fact of her as a character, but that's not like really a predominant fact. He just, it's just sort of is. Um, and it, Vince, you warned me before I read it that Ware isn't very maudlin typically. No. You told me that. Yeah. Oh, he's, yeah, no, he's not. I agree. <laughs> yeah. Um, so in this, you know, I, I was kind of going and expecting maybe to be really sad and morose, but, um, but it wasn't, I mean, there are certainly components to it, but it's, it's, it's a human interest story. So I know people are thinking that they've listened to the show for a long time. That's not usually something I groove on, but, um, but the truth is I like it when it's, when I feel like it's really well done. And I think he, he crushes it out of the park here. I mean, he, he gives you different windows into these people's lives and some are, to put it. Right. Some are different. I mean, like the flip book, the, um, the horizontal little fl- like flip book, that basically is this woman's journey with her daughter, you know, and mm-hmm. it's no words. There's almost no words. And in fact, there may not be any words. It was, bro- it was brilliant. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's silent. And, 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 and it's, it's like, and, and, and some of those very same scenes are depicted in other works in the collection, but they have an entirely different meaning in those stories because, you know, those are, those are, this was just a narrative of her relationship with her daughter. And it, and that's actually having to be the first one I read. The way I read it was I opened up the box and it was kind of all stacked in this uh, plastic wrap. And I opened the plastic wrap and he kind of was stacked by size. So I just read it that way. I literally just took the, the smallest and read it and just mm-hmm. kept going down until I got to the big one. Um, I'm curious, how did you guys read it? Like, what was your order? Did you have an order? Like, did you that, choose that, which that one? Is, that is how I am currently reading it. So okay. I'm just kind of drilling down through it. So, and it's, yeah. I picked the most, the most visually appealing book which was what and, uh it, no um surprise it's the one with the red cover i picked out the sure. bramford the the, uh, yeah. the the best bee in the world yeah okay okay awesome. now also too we should say that this is not all original material no. this a lot particularly a lot of the 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 stories is center center around the building which which as i came to find out were called the building stories um have been in other places there they've been in um um Acme Novelty Library. Acme Novelty Library. McSweeney's. Yeah. Uh, yeah, McSweeney's. Um, I think the longest, he had a long running, a, a big chunk of it was in the New Yorker on a, uh, like a syndicated basis for a while. Yeah. Um, so, I believe there was even one that was released digitally that's not a part of this collection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Vince, this, so some of this was not, and I assume you'd, you'd read some of this before in its other places? Right. Well, I yeah, I buy Acme whenever it comes out. So mm-hmm. issue 18 was, uh, I believe the one that, uh, is included in this. It's the hardcover, the, 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 uh, f- I think it's the thickest one. Yeah. It's about the, the thickest work The the, the greenish hardcover with the, the tan spine that in essence is Acme novelty 18 with, I think two pages have been replaced. Okay. But, um, now, there's an inscription in the inside cover of the box. And again, I don't have the box here with me tonight. I have but, it right here, buddy. What and I think for? it really encapsulates what he was going for in the book. And it, and it hints to the fact that this is all about experiencing the work as a physical form. So do you, do you have it? Do you want to read I it? I do. Which one is it? There, uh, there are a number of quotes in here. Yes. Uh, don't forget to go out of the house every once in a while yes. or, or you'll lose your source of pollination. And that was uh, a quote from Clara Louise Ware who uh, passed away in 1990. I assume that's his mother, right? I'm I'm guessing, yeah. Or his yeah. grandmother, right? But uh, probably uh, 1905. Could be his oh, grandmother. Oh. Yeah, yeah, okay. Could be his grandmother. 
so so you have this woman's journey. You also have um, an old woman who's the owner of the building in question, and then you have a, a couple which which are falling out of love as we first experience them, mm-hmm. or, or I guess maybe not. Maybe yeah, and that's how I first experienced them reading mm-hmm. it. Maybe if you read a different volume first, you were experiencing them when they were first meeting and falling in love. Um, and then you have a B, as Vince noted, which is <laughs> uh, which is kind of the. It's interesting because the the B part is the obviously much more um, like philosophical and I think also the the, the more humorous component right. of it. Um, and I think you said Vince that was your favorite part, right? Absolute favorite part, yes. Which is funny because it was my least favorite part. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's the only part I found myself kind of like skimming through. Oh no! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Poor Branford. But I, I the thing I, I have to say, and and again, this is maybe just. Just what you, what a more experienced wear reader would have come to expect of him is, um, the artwork is 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 really graphic by design, almost like to, to look at it in a st- static way would almost look like something you'd see in one of those like. Um, it, I feel like his style has become very popular these days. Like when you see all those um, data visualization mockups and posters and stuff now, you know, like where people sort of try and explain, like. You'll see on the web, like, oh, here is uh, the fiscal cliff explained. And, you know, it's got, like, these really... Infographics. Exactly. That, that's kind of like his style. Yeah. But but he, as I understand it, though, everything he does is by it's hand. by hand. It's yeah. hand. Which yeah. is and astounding to me. It's not astounding. It is for a graphic designer to look at his stuff. I could do... Uh, I could recreate a lot of what he does with a graphics program that that's yeah you're right that's exactly what uh the feeling you get his line is almost like a stroke from illustrator straight out of the box that that, that, that default illustrator stroke that thin emotionless like you got a disturbingly precise line and And then you find and then you realize or someone tells you because you look at it and you're like oh yeah this guy's He's a really good illustrator, illustrator. And you're like, no, he's doing that with a T-square and, and, and different you know, circle guides and French curves. And he does this all by hand and then inks it in. And you're like, okay, that is a different level of crazy. Right. right. Yeah, but you know exactly. what? If, in my opinion, you guys may feel different. Um, but I think he he's one of the rare guys whose style of whose visual style perfectly encapsulates the 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 thematic stuff going on. You know what I mean? He has this cold, detached line. I mean, there's n- yeah. absolutely zero emotion in the line. It, yes, it, it, it is very, it is it unwavers. Yeah, it is the same thickness all the time, and. And you have you, you take the the themes of his stories, loneliness and you know uh, seclusion, and there's it's a lot of times, well, more often than not, the the themes of you just get the, the this coldness from Chris Ware's you work. Know, I I read his stuff, and a lot of the times, whenever I read comics, you can think of a, a soundtrack to to you know to the to the imagery you know i think mm-hmm. musically sometimes and whenever i read chris ware comics whenever i read the slice of life stuff um which is you know not the not his more kind of like fanciful cartoony stuff there's no soundtrack it's wow. all, there's there's no music in the background no. it's a very 
you know, it's very sterile, and it just it just is. I mean, it's almost like a almost like a Gus Van Zant movie. You Ooh. know, it's, so that's you know, cool. It, it, that's the thing. I mean, it is very sterile, and on the surface, this could have been a comic I really didn't like. Or, or I shouldn't say comic; it's a collection of works. But this this could have been an experience I didn't enjoy, because I mean, it is essentially little peeks through the lives of some fairly fairly average people, right? And like, if you were to say, well, what's if someone would say, well, what's the plot or what's the point? I mean, ultimately, the I think the I mean the point is a broader one, but the the actual like the narrative, the story, the script, if you will, is is relatively again, it's mundane. It's kind of looking at very real circumstances of every man and every woman, right? I mean, all these things. But what I found fascinating, again, though, is that, number one, it's, it's in his case, it's the execution is flawless, both visually and structurally it's flawless. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the structure is so tight and so so masterfully put together that it makes the mundane more interesting. And I think, like, that's really almost impossible to do, and yet he right. does it. So it's amazing because you look at a guy like Bill Sienkiewicz, right? That mm-hmm. can can uh, symbolically shit on the page with all these lines and these smudges, and and and, and it looks gorgeous, right? But there's a lot of emotion in the way Sienkiewicz mm-hmm. drops those lines, and so he he manages to eke out a feeling in the viewer based on this this chaotic morass of marks and and slashes in the paper, and where makes the reader feel but there's it's almost it's almost as if Ware is kind of mirroring his characters because in in a lot of his stories you get these people whose life experiences have weighed on them to the point where they just pull away they they go into seclusion they they distance themselves from the world um they sequester themselves away right and it's that's what i get a, a feeling from the presentation and yet, he makes you feel for these people. Sure. Mm-hmm. And how do you yeah. do that with with an emotionless line? Like, look at the B. He just he's basically one big circle, a little circle, and a couple of lines. You you got a couple of lines for the face, but this little guy, there's so much emotion in this little guy's face, and it's just basic geometric shapes. Right. There's there's no chaos in this at all, and yet. He manages. I don't know how he does it. If if I knew, I would do it myself. Uh, and and even in the 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 layout, the layouts are so rigid and structured. And again, basic geometric shapes. There is no Neil Adams layouts in this book. Uh, there are a lot of shapes, but they are all basic. You know, we talk about primary colors. You got three to pick from. Ware uses circles and squares, and maybe once in a while, a rounded corner on a box. You know, it, it's it's almost like an autistic genius. It is. Yes, it's exactly. nuts. Yeah. yeah. Exactly yeah. right. Yeah. Yes, that's exactly yeah. right. And he mirrors yeah. a lot of his layouts too. Uh, one page, I keep going back to the B book. Uh, one page you have Branford, and there's like squares uh, on on both sides of on the extremes of the 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 vertical, and then you have a circle in the middle. And then if you flip the page, the overlay is almost the same exact design and inverse do do you see it right before um the benedict b page it's it's right in the middle actually it's right where the staples lie look at that page with branford and then you flip it and the the layout is exactly the same although it's an inverse let me grab it that's 
it just it just there, there's a fee, there's a unity to this stuff to the layout and Wait, but it's where it, open the book to the staples mm-hmm. right yeah. see the the Branford page on the left mm-hmm. yeah. now flip it that that Branford page right oh, there is the same thing brilliant. upside down yeah how brilliant yeah fucking genius he is he's nuts the other Jesus. thing too which we sh- we haven't mentioned which we should is that I mean a big part of this is is where treating the building itself as a character. The um, building I mean, is the most vibrant character of the right, book. Right, exactly. The, the building has conveys the most emotion, the most life. Um, <laughs> so you know, you it, it, it's it's the the double meaning there is amazing in that he is building stories. There but you the, go. The stories are in the building. Attaboy. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I love you. Yeah. But uh, again, what what's more you, lifeless than architecture? Right, and also too, the, aside from the, I think the very obvious desire for him to put this in this form because then it must be enjoyed and can't be digitized the other thing about it is that it's i think the forms also make you feel like you're unearthing an archive of someone like you're putting together their life right which would you know like a a famous person's archive might have press clippings and magazine articles but this isn't about a famous person it's just about a couple totally random normal people but yet it's still like a window into that as if like you know you're 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 seeing their life put together through all these different, you know, components, which is pretty, it, it's just, I feel like where put together all these different layers in a puzzle and over, and, and each layer fits perfectly on top of the, the others. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, that's hard to do. But, but, but it's, but it's amazing because it works kind of like gears and a clock. It doesn't matter where they match up. They, it, it they will, they still interlocked. Yeah. At, at, it, no matter where, you know, isn't it amazing? He, there's no roadmap for this thing. You can read these in any order, but once he gets you to pick up one of these things and actually read it, he drags you through it. There, there, there's a prescribed way of reading this thing, and he's not above drawing dots, dotted, dashed lines and arrows. Like he tells you, you got to go over here now. So, so there's really no, no way to read them. Uh, in, in, in any kind of, you know, sequential order. But once he, once he's grabbed you and drags you in here, he pulls you through. He, he definitely has a way he wants you to read this stuff. It's so true. It's, and it's also an homage to printed media as well. I mean, because it's, it's, it's celebrating oh. all the different forms, you know? Yeah. He definitely owes a lot to Bill Keen. <laughs> as a, as a print designer, mm-hmm. this, this book makes me happy. It, it, we talk all the time about going digital and and the the different you know waiting for the trade or or singles or or this and that and you know we I bet there's there's probably an EOC live tweet question out there asking us if if print is dead and Chris Ware has a gavel that he bangs so loudly and says yeah. no print is not dead there is still something magical about the the tactile experience of, of holding a comic and exploring it through you know it's and that's that's the thing it's like you know our you know everyday ordinary um, monthly comics yeah there's there's like you know kind of like this mundaneness about them and the 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 printed page can be a beautiful thing and mm-hmm. and we see it we see it occasionally we saw it with like you know Wednesday comics pushed 
comics in in a direction they hadn't gone in a long time and you know we see it with different archive editions and and it's nice 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 that's great but chris ware does things that that only really good print designers think of mm-hmm. he uses different different parts of the printing process that don't get used you know it's like if you look at the packaging the box there are comics printed on the outside edges of the box whenever right. you open it up and, and you know it's it's just like okay you know somebody you know he had to think of that and that has to mean something and it's everything is done for a reason and he uses the printed medium and and he you know his attention to detail from you know the paper stock to to ink and and everything it it makes my heart swell because i love really well printed mm-hmm. You know, pro- yeah. projects. It, you know why it, it makes your heart swell because you're not the dude signing off on the press proofs. <laughs> True. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, I mean, you... that's that's the thing is you know this is not this is not a cheap no you know package <laughs> that to to put together. It's and, actually a nightmare, really. Oh my God, I can't imagine. And yeah. and then, and then what it what it went through to get it off press. And you know, my last point is, I this is. To me, this is a two hundred, two hundred and fifty dollar presentation, and yeah, totally. What I got it on Amazon for thirty dollars. Thirty bucks. Yep. yep. Yeah. It's, thirty bucks. It's, it's a. It's. It is a. It is a freaking steal. I mean, this is a two hundred dollar presentation easily. E- easy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think the dudes at Tashin would even have a hard time achieving this Agreed. kind of success. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, we haven't gotten much into the. I, I don't want people listening to think that it's all about the structure. I mean, I think the structure is a, the packaging of the structure is a huge part of this, and obviously that's by design. I mean, so I, I don't. I think, and, and it's the most novel component of it. But I also think that the, I came away finding the 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 anecdotes and the stories very interesting as well. I mean, I didn't come away thinking that they were just fillers so he could execute on all of these other aspects of the storytelling. I mean, I thought the story in and of itself, like you said, I I ended up. Particularly for for the, for the unknown woman, I mean, I, I cared about her journey. Like I was, I felt I was glad to have seen her journey at the end. You know, I, I really did was was grateful to have seen right. windows into her life. So I mean, it, I think it it accomplishes that from a story standpoint as well. So I just think it works on so many levels. The one thing, Vince, I always every now and then I get fascinated by is uh, it surprises me that you would really enjoy something like this, though. It, it, not to say that I mean, I understand from the like the artist and the 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 graphic you know, artist that you are, that point you could appreciate the work. Mm-hmm. But I'm surprised that you enjoyed the work in the sense that you seem to really like be most passionate about like the chaotic li- right. you know, like chaotic lines or, or lines that are just so confident that they're free flowing and, and lacking in structure. So it it what is it about this? It's sort of like the antithesis of what I would think would really float your boat. Is it just because it he's such a master at that particular type that you appreciate it or do you I'm just surprised that you really enjoy this would enjoy this as much as it sounds like you did um yeah good question um from a production standpoint uh, being the dude behind the illustration board and having to do this this is damn impressive to me because uh you know there are some artists we admire because they are so disgustingly talented in a way that we know as illustrators we could never be ourselves i would never be able to replicate this i i don't i do not have the discipline to lay down a line that precise unless you know i'm on Ill, in illustrator right and, and chris chris understands this too mm-hmm. uh so as far as the execution goes 
I'm in awe of the guy's talents. Um, oh yeah. And, uh, the, 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 from from the line to the color, I mean, I I tweeted this while I was reading it. I said this is the perfect, uh, let's call it an experience because it's not a single book. Mm-hmm. Uh, building stories is the perfect autumn experience. Uh, it, it it mirrors the season perfectly because not only in subject matter you you have the you know the. A lot of characters are fading. Uh, they're pulling away. They're retreating, much like autumn. You know, it's a retreat from from growth. It, it's this hunkering down and 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 cowering uh, in the uh, w- under the threat of what's going to come. This this cold winter, right? Uh, but his color palette is is autumnal he uses a lot of oranges and tans and 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 browns i mean all of them there's there's a lot of color in the b book but for the most part a lot of his i mean colors are autumnal yeah yeah it's a very very muted color palette it's cold yeah Mm mm-hmm yeah. Yep. So, so it's, it's, it's like an, he's, from the execution, he's turning inward. Um, but as far as the thematically and, and the characters, it just fascinates me that he could eke so much life out of the mundane. Oh, I mean, who thought just peering into the life of this, this, uh, you know, amputee could be so fascinating and it, but it is, you know, um, you know, metaphorically, yes, she has something missing, her leg, but there's something missing in her life too. So he ties it into the missing body part. It's just, it's brilliant. Um, but yeah, it's a fascination with the mundane that just makes me sit up and, and take notice. I don't think anybody else could pull this off. Maybe Harvey Picar. You know, mm. I mean, from a writing standpoint, Har- oh, Harvey, said, Harvey yeah, was interested yeah. in the mundane uh, as well. Like with the, the stuff with the cats. It's like, Harvey, what do you, st- story after story about cats. Like, oh, but, but he's, he's so damn good at, at manipulating the reader that you, you kind of forget that he's essentially eking out, what is this, about 200 pages, 250 pages? It's like Seinfeld applied to um, introspective comics. It's really about a whole lot of nothing, right? When when you come down to it, I mean, it's just like the inner workings of these characters. And who would think that would be fascinating? But it is. He does it. I don't know how he does it. If I did, I would. Like I said, I would do it myself. I don't know. It's just unbelievably dense stuff, and you just want to crack that egg. You want to see what's inside, and that's why I love mm-hmm. it. And back that ass up too. And and you gotta. <laughs> One of the things he does, and it, 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 it's only, um, you only realize this through hindsight, like the taglines on some of his characters, like Branford is called the best bee in the world. Jimmy Corrigan was called the smartest boy in the world. Neither, mm-hmm. neither are what he claims them to be. <laughs> Branford is not the best bee in the world. Jimmy Corrigan was not the smartest bee of this world, uh, the smartest uh, kid in the world. So the, it, it's like he, may, he he pushes you in a certain direction, and then he pulls the rug out from underneath you. Like Branford is a is a jerk, really, right? He he he's he's uh, an alcoholic in terms of nectar. He can't stop but getting drunk. All he wants to do is just fornicate with the queen. And and he's a loser. He gets the shit kicked out of him by this swarm of bees. But what is it about this bee that is so fascinating? Can you put it in words? It's just yeah. That's the well. That's the thing. I mean, I, now I have a question. Do you think that if I enjoyed this, will I enjoy Jimmy Corgan? Oh yeah, 
Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's very much in line with this. Okay. It's this. It's the same approach. Uh, it's a. I think Jimmy Corgan's a lot. Chris, you read it, right? Oh God, it's been forever. Ago, but it's. But I yes. mean, it's even colder than than this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Jimmy's poor Jimmy. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> it's, poor Jimmy. Yeah, <laughs> it's interesting because um, Chris Ware is a uh, Chicagoan and yeah. never seen. It's it, he's he's. I don't want to say uh, reclusive, but he's yeah you would never know living here that he's like this monumental creator in the in the world of comics it's you know it's yeah it's not like he's the kind of guy that comes out for like drink and draw and it's yeah he's 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 a pretty pretty reclusive quiet guy and even like conventions and stuff the the very few conventions i've seen him at um you you can tell he does not does not like to uh or does not enjoy sitting up and talking in front of big groups of people Uh, he's he's an interesting cat it fits yeah yeah he's an interesting he should be that way right Mm mm-hmm yep yeah he does yeah he's like always you know like covers his face with his hands and, and that kind of stuff you know it's it's yeah he's he's an odd duck but he makes pretty comics. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, I know so, that it, it was it was um when we've talked about the digital comics in the past and I, I mentioned that it it's the package, the, the the vessel, however it's presented, when it comes to the monthly, especially the big two stuff, the standard monthly twenty, twenty two page story, that's fine for digital. But when it comes to something like this, obviously it as great as the stories oh. are within it all, a lot of it has to do with the packaging. So there yeah. are times where, yeah, you can say, you can say print is dead, especially if you're Newsweek. But if you have the, uh, <laughs> if, if you have something like this, then, you know, no, you need, and, and, and that's why I don't, I mean, it's the same reason why you still have, you, you, you still have vinyl. You know, you can still buy records. That, that, that's not what the average person is going to play or buy or be interested in. But it's still out there. there. There's still a market for that. Right. And and when you have something, like, I mean, you he could maybe try to pack it. And and like Jason said, some of these stories are 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 reprints. They they've been presented elsewhere. So he could, you know, Chris Ware could package these stories and and present them in other ways. And 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 so you still get the story, but you will not get that feeling from it. And right. and and I do think it's a complete package that way. But I mean, make no mistake. I mean, for those who are listening who haven't read any Chris Ware or Building Stories, this is not your typical uh, collection of comics. It requires, just by the very manner in which it's presented, it requires a much greater commitment on the part of the reader than your average comic book. I mean, and isn't that awesome? Isn't that great? You that, that really that have this to is invest a comic that challenges you. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, not only in in the manner you read it but you know you it, it's it's unwieldy there's 14 different pieces uh all yeah, of different I put myself in the middle yep i agree i put myself in the middle of it like my tv room and just open up the box spread it out all on the floor and spent probably like three straight hours just just consuming it all that's right. awesome you you have to immerse yourself in this there's no halfway 
uh, you, from a pamphlet to a newspaper to a hardcover book to, like Jason said, uh, a, a freaking game board style uh, uh, unfolding hard cardboard uh, pre- presentation. You you have to jump in, you, you, and you can't be distracted. This is not, um, you know, Sonic the Hedgehog. You have to surrender to it and, and let it just take you where it it will. Yep. Yeah, for sure. Huge commitment, but it's worth it. It's one of those things where, you know, Huge. it's like like Chris's diet or somebody who's who's trying to, <laughs> you know, no, get back in shape. The the uh the end result, you'll feel great. Well, maybe not great. You'll you'll feel you'll be you'll be a better person because of it because you've experienced something truly wonderful and unique. How about that? Yeah, but there's Love a certain it. amount of certain amount of dedication that you have to give to it because God, the dedication to to create this thing it was it's it's evident whenever you look yeah. at it. It's like wow, this was this was not this was not hacked together. Jeez, yeah. uh, true. Yeah. Well, so I'm always fascinated by people that on the live tweet ask one of us a question that would be perfectly appropriate for all of us. Wow, because they love. The well, there are only. I mean, I that that's why I think. And I don't mean to cut you off. There are, I, I realize that because there are only 140 characters. So if the question is long enough, then it very well could be for all of us. But if they just, I mean, they could also just do at 11, 1, 1 o'clock comics. But yeah, just hit I'm the just, hashtag. I'm, I'm just cutting you off. So I'm sorry. No, no, you're right. Uh, the reason I say this is because Tom Morris addressed me and he didn't put the hashtag. Uh, what is what is your favorite Disney animated movie? And I would think there'd be something we all could could weigh in on. Um, for for me, I think it's probably. Wow, Vince is cr- is you don't have one, Vince. Keep going. Go ahead. Oh, um, if if Pixar, do you think Pixar is included? I I can't because I I have a favorite Pixar movie and it's not a Disney. I have a favorite Disney movie. That's sure. Not okay. Well, so if if Pixar would be included, then it would be for me The Incredibles. Nice. Okay. Um, and, and frankly, yeah. if if Pixar was included, I think my my top three or four would be Pixar movies. But if I'm going with the traditional Disney animation, in that because a lot of those movies made by Pixar weren't part of Disney when you know it was before Pixar was merged with Disney, um, I would uh, I would probably say The Lion King. That is very close. That would be mine. Oh, but but mine mine is Aladdin. Ah, which I believe came out right before Lion King. That was the one that preceded it. Yeah. What's the matter, dude? (laughs) I've got What's the matter, dude? Vince isn't liking this question. Yeah. Uh, uh, Pinocchio. Wow. Kicking it old school. Old school. Yeah, yeah. Pinocchio, Pinocchio, and visually, probably Sleeping Beauty. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. That's a decent one. Uh, yeah, David got it. My my, the only Disney movie uh, as far as animation I'll watch is Fantasia. Really? Really? Yeah, I I really? loathe nice. Disney movies. What? I really? don't like. Why? I do not really? like them at all. Yeah. Why? Explain. I I I don't know. Uh, I never watched them as a kid growing up. Um, save for Fantasia. When I saw Fantasia, I was like, wow, this is freaking different. This is awesome. I can get into this. Uh, the mixture of the live action and the animation, just the fact that it was music based and the, the visuals like Sorcerer's Apprentice is one of the freaking, uh, oh, monumental, great. monumental achievements in, in cinema, not just, not just 
you know, animation. It's a beautiful, beautiful short. Uh, but like Pinocchio and Bambi and and I just yeah, no. can't. I cannot watch them. I don't know what it is. I I I, I appreciate the artistry, but uh, I just when yeah. I uh, when I worked at Coconuts, we we played the hell out of the Lion King. It was on constant loop, and that that that, that doesn't sour me on it. I, I love the Lion King. I, I think it's a great, uh, you know, I, I like the story of Hamlet, and and it it really is a. Um, I just think you know the wildebeest running and and it's one of I think everything about the Lion King is great, but I. I just have a um, a stronger attachment to Aladdin. Whether it's it's the way it, the computer animation when carpet is is in use, or I mean even Robin Williams, but <laughs> I, I absolutely love the Sultan. He's like, Jafar, Jafar, yeah. and 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 Yago, <laughs> I, Aladdin. Just I will stop whatever. He I'm was Gilbert Gottfried. Yago was yeah, Gilbert was, Gottfried. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll throw the remote behind the couch and just chill and and watch that. <laughs> God bless. God bless you. I I really do enjoy Aladdin and and uh, the um, as far as Pixar goes, it would I, I I'm with Jason there would be The Incredibles. I um I do enjoy Cars a lot. Uh, I know that's that, Cars is that, good, that but it's nowhere. Nowhere near. Uh, I kind of like. Toy, I, I I'm very fond of Toy Story. I, oh yeah. Toy, Toy Story. I, I I've kind of fallen out of love with. I guess just because of the way it looks compared to the others and the way the technology advanced and, mm-hmm. and, and the way they they've yeah. gotten better. Um, I am so not a fan of Finding Nemo. And um, really, God, I yes. love that movie so much. I know. I know. I know. I, I can't you know me. I like the ocean. But, and I love, I love it. <laughs> That's true. You do. You do. I got Why it. Why It's true. I love the ocean. Um, you know that about me. I, if I wasn't a Wall Street guy, I'd be a marine biologist. I know. Yeah, I know. I think, I, I think a bug's life is incredibly underrated. Why are you laughing about that? I don't understand what's funny about that. <laughs> no, but that's why you're like, I love the ocean. That's why I love that movie. <laughs> no, just, just do it out there. It's like, especially <laughs> whales. There you go. But yeah, I just had a giggle when, when when David said Aladdin because the new look Disney I got I have even less use for those movies than than the classic yeah. Disney. But Aladdin, I'm, I'm, I'm I'm an old school Disney. I love yeah. the look of the old ones. Aladdin just rubs me the wrong way, but mostly because I can't stand Robin Williams. I mean, let, let, let's just build a career on uh, on a personality that requires medication. I mean, the dude should be severely medicated. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> All right, but Chris. hey, there you go. I'm not saying David sucks. I, I just, well, no, no. You, if, <laughs> if, if probably my my oldest old school Disney movie would probably be Lady in the Tramp. Hey, oh, that's spaghetti. Spaghetti. What do we got? Another tweet? Yeah, Chris. Yes, you can start us off on this one. Our buddy Andy Tom wants to know the most embarrassing type of clothing you wore. Ever. Uh, both, gives examples: oh. parachute pants, Doctor Who scarf, etc. Uh, jorts. Wow! Wow! So Did we get a picture of that? Jorts. Did we get a picture of that? That's great. Uh, Am I being stupid? Uh, hey, I am, I am. Of, I am of the age where yes, there was like you know Tony Hawk, um, uh, skull. Uh, of shirts with a mullet, and yeah, I had a mullet at one point. It's true. Wow, uh, not embarrassing uh, about that. <laughs> <laughs> Vince got married in a mullet. I got married in a mullet. There you go. It was pretty roomy. 
Hey. What's a wait? Wait, back up. What's a jort? Jean shorts. Jean shorts, jean shorts dude. <laughs> What's wrong that with go, jean that, shorts? That go down to around the knees, right? Yeah, probably. Oh, and they were acid wash jorts. I guess I got to change my wardrobe then. <laughs> I wear that shit. I still do. I know. I have no. He threw the parachute <laughs> pants in there as an example, and I think he's out of his mind because parachute pants were dope. So they I were dope. No oh, back in the uh, back in the MC Hammer days. Hell yeah. yeah. I would say the most embarrassing thing I ever wore, and I don't know why it's, it it must have left an impression because I was going on a date in high school with this, and and I was going to to go out on the date, and I remember wearing this. <laughs> it was like a combination of like a Miami Vice like summer suit. Oh, but it was back at that time when like the the shoulder pads were ginormous. Oh. So it was like a it was like a it was like an olive green summer suit with ginormous shoulder pads. <laughs> I wore this on a date, and it was one and done date, as you might imagine. Uh, yeah, wow. I remember, uh, and for some reason, I can still picture myself wearing that outfit, and thinking, "Not a good look, Wood. Hmm. Not a good look." Look at you. Uh, I, I have something, but I mean, it doesn't embarrass me because I love it, and I, in fact, I won't let my wife throw it out. She's tried many times. Yeah. Um, back in the day, I had uh, a full length. Jean jacket, right? They're back, the kind they're that back go, in style, dude. The kind that go down, you know, to your ankles. Oh no, it was no, at, that was never in style. It, yeah, it was, it was at. Wow. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a denim trench coat with wow. a, with, with a, no, with a, and it's acid washed. It's acid washed, and it has a, a a brown leather collar. And on the pockets, right the, at the top of the pockets, there's like brown leather flaps. I love that friggin' thing. It had a belt too. Right, so, so I I may swear it at all, uh, everywhere. Uh, you denim trench coat. The rest coat? of the brothers there, or just as you and Doc Holliday? Wow. Did, you have, did, you have, <laughs> did you have a cowboy hat? <laughs> really? Uh, I no, I didn't have a cowboy hat, but I had one of those hats like uh, Boy George wore. You know the 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 flat brim hats, the round flat brim hats, the black ones. I I wore that with it, and she still went out with me. And she still went out. Wow, that's true. And love. you're married to this day. My uh, I am. My, my embarrassing kind of ties into to, to Vince's um, rebound therapy. Um, oh, you're breaking up, buddy. No. A little bit. A little bit? Uh, no, I'm you're good gonna... now. Go ahead. Okay. Um, it was, well, I I, I, I did have a, uh, it wasn't a half shirt, but it was close to it, and it was a, it was a body glove shirt, and it was in. It, it shouldn't even have been out on the East Coast, but it was uh, the most embarrassing thing I probably wore was um, it was like a tuxedo with with pulled down collar like that, but no, I wore a um, I wore a uh, a bolo tie with it. <laughs> yeah, it was. What's wrong with the bolo tie? I was, just, I was just trying to be naked. That wasn't the right color for it, dude. It was your Chuck Rosansky, nothing. <laughs> That's funny. It just wasn't the right collar for it. It was not a, uh, but I, you know, had to be me. That's right. You go. You got to be you. That's right. And why don't you continue being you and telling us what you read? Because we just cobbled up a, a whole bunch yeah, of time. Why don't you do something? Good time, no. Uh, well, I did. Um, I read read a couple of first issues that um, one. Completely blew me away, and I had high expectations just based on 
on the creative team alone. Um, Let's hear about that. Want to hear about that first? I do want to hear about that, yeah. I read, and I have the second issue on tap, but I read the first issue of the new Archer and Armstrong. Ooh! That was, I mean, Clayton Henry is is a beast. The art is fantastic, probably the best I've seen him. And, uh, but it's, um, the story is, with the whole uh, oh, creationism um, uh, museum or amusement park you have um, you, you 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 have Archer who is trained by by his parents to uh, to to fight evil in, in the great big world and and uh, Oh nah, no, David! Come back to it's us. A mess. We're losing the dab. Yeah, it's a mess. Come back to us, dab. Come back. That sucks. Uh, oh, I think uh, he's gone. Yatsim Mats. Uh, uh, Fred Van Lente's writing that, right? Arthur yeah. Armstrong. He's still yeah. showing David, up. David. Yeah. David, he's uh, he's going to be writing GI Joe now. Yeah. What? Yeah. Yep. No kidding. Yeah, I yeah. know. It's it's. They always find a way to pull me back in. Yeah, and they always pull me back in. Oh, nah, not so good, buddy. Not so good. Jesus Christ, what the hell? (laughs) I don't know, brother. What the hell, man? All right, you're back. So come on. I'm back. Yeah, a little bit. You're back. What the hell, a little bit? A little bit. You're better than you were. I mean, I think we at least hear you now. You sound a little bit like like distant now, but you're you're at least you're not chopping out. This is pissing me off. Oh, oh, you're nice. a little better now. Look at that. Swap. All right, so I'll just lean back here. It's like the antenna. The lean rat. back like Fat Joe. All right, so what <laughs> what, <laughs> what um what 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 wasn't heard? <laughs> just start over. <laughs> no, no, no. Archer and Armstrong. Right. And you were setting it up. You were you were you were set you were setting up the story. Okay, so 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 Archer grew up on uh, basically the promised land, the the the, the creationist uh, amusement park slash Disney World for people who believe that cavemen used to drive dinosaurs, ride around on dinosaurs, and um, and he's raised by his parents, told to go out and um, and and basically you know fight evil, and and uh, he ends up in Times Square, ends up in the meatpacking district where uh, he enters a bar tries to save a damsel who he thinks is a damsel in distress uh starts to fight which is where we were introduced to armstrong and uh and and it it's it's an awesome setup you have um you get everything you need to know about archer about his background his parents where he's from and uh a little bit of backstory on, on armstrong for a few pages uh along with his brother and um one of whom is uh, is Galat, and you have um, you have one in in Wall Street, and it's it is a uh, I think I, I we we're all fans of Fred Van Lanty, and I think yes, this, this is this is one of his, his his finest moments, just just judging by the first issue. And like I said, Clay and Henry, I don't think has has ever looked better. I definitely recommend Archer and Armstrong. Oh. Yeah, it doesn't sound. 
too different from the original. I mean, it's still David's online. Now you're practically. This is the uh, technical difficulties portion of the episode. Yeah. It's off the rails. I think Jason and I are going to have to. <laughs> Guess that, man. From here on. We were rolling, dude, for a while. <laughs> oh, I know. It's because we're not doing the live tweets anymore. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's technology. All right, well, here's one. Here's one. Uh, Todd Todd Bialis, Bug Eyed 13, wants to know Have we ever drank too much while recording such yes. that we didn't make it to work the yes. next day? No. 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 I, I have. If you cut it off, have we ever drank too much during an episode? I would say yes. Yes. But where I didn't make it to work the next day, no. No. I don't think that I. I may have thrown up after an episode. I may have. I may have. I may have purged after an episode. I know I definitely will have. Hangover at least once. Oh yeah, agreed. Uh, I'm gonna say the same for Vince because he's a lightweight. That's <laughs> so true. it's easy for him to. You're still a little crackly there, Vince. Vince, right? Shoot us another one. What do we got? Give me another one. There's a lot of freaking questions. Let's see. Well, Dan asked about eight. Dan Lee Vincent Manpua has asked about eight thousand questions here. So let's see. Uh. And none of them really are pertinent. Because um, <laughs> they're all about Vince. Well, this is one. Maybe Vince will be stoppy crackly. What's the scariest movie, and then what's the scariest comic you've ever read or seen? Jeez. Oh, scariest movie? I would... Go ahead. I would, You're I would still a crackly. Go ahead. Okay. Based on when I saw it, uh, I was very young. So... Uh, I would say the movie that scared the crap out of me the most would be The Exorcist. That's a good one. I think that would be my dad's answer, too. Yeah. Um, but Scariest Comic, I have really no answer for that. Uh, there's, you know, there's been so many. Um, I can't even think of one offhand, but um, I read a lot of horror comics, but, jeez, uh, I don't know. It's a, it's a terrible answer, isn't it? I, I really don't. I really don't have one. Right. Mr. Horror, it is. It's all right. It, no, jeez. Um, scariest uh, again. As a kid, when I read um, Thrill Kill, Neil Adams, they just IDW just released a portfolio of that, right? Um, that was so different from the stuff that was going on in Erie. It was a little bit too. Uh, Arian Creepy, a little bit too close to home. You had a guy in a tower just picking off people for the hell of it with, you know, with a sniper rifle. And I was like, right. there's no monsters in this. There's no, you know, uh, giant beasties. Why am I scared of this? It was because it was too real. Mm. Um, and, and I, I, again, it was one of those stories that comes out of left field and presents you with a part of life that you do not want to be presented with, especially when you're, what, eight? seven, eight years old, right? Uh, I, I would say that it's a very disturbing story to this day for me. But scary? Uh, is disturbing the same as scary? I don't know. Um, I don't know. Yeah. It's just it's thrill kill. It's, it's a nasty, nasty piece of work. <laughs> if, if he's asking, I mean, I don't know that I've ever read a comic that like legitimately frightened me. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I, I don't know if that I've read plenty of theoretically scary comics, but I've never read one that, even when I was a kid, that I remember like thinking scared you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at least if I did, I don't remember it. Um, the the, fir the first Walking Dead trade, it 
had me on the edge of my seat, not in a, like, I'm scared, but that was the last time I felt like I was, like, reading a movie where I was, like, really tense. And mm-hmm. that that's something that, you know, that I really loved about that book. Oh, come on. I mean, all the old EC comics are scary as hell. But I, I, no, no there... definitely, definitely. I mean, um, I mean, I, I would say the closest thing that in in my adult reading would be the first volume of Lock and Key. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I That's thought it really was good. Yeah, I could see that. You know, um, the scariest movie I've ever seen, and again, this is a byproduct of when I saw it, and I've talked about this on the show before, is the uh, the original Blob. Scary oh, me love that to one. death when I was a kid. That's and Steve, Steve McQueen one? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and and right that's behind that was the um the Donald Sutherland invasion of the body snatchers. <laughs> yeah. That oh, get that one that. gets everyone. That freaked and, and me it's, yeah. out, dude. It's such a dark like, horse. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And you you know, you didn't so did not expect that. I d I didn't exactly. expect that movie to be good. So this, um, this, you I know, mean, especially for, as a remake. Yeah. My yeah. my movies, um, Children of the Corn, messed with me real bad. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. As, as did The Howling, because mm-hmm. I saw The Howling at an age that I should not have fucking seen The Howling. Oh, yeah, yeah me too. But it's like real-life horror. Um, I still, to this day, do not like to swim in salt water oh, because shit. of Jaws. Yeah. Uh, I just watched the, uh, the me Blu-ray. Too, just watched me too, me too. I, I got and, it, and it, it's, it's maybe my favorite movie of all time. Wow. But, yeah, oh, I love John. It's John oh, favorite movie of all time. And Matt Burton, probably. Yeah, well, we did, yeah, we did, um, uh, the Matinee Idols, um, right. episode on and, it. Uh, and, yeah, and Paul Montgomery just did a fuzzy typewriter with it, uh, on it. And, it's uh, an, it's an amazing yeah. movie. It's maybe one of my all time favorite movies, but it, it affected me so much that I, I seriously, you know, the, the I live in Chicago for a fucking reason. Okay. <laughs> We're very far away from from either ocean, and whenever my wife and I have gone to gone to on vacations to you know snorkel and that kind of stuff, there's always one fucking eye, you know. <laughs> and, and we were we were out snorkeling, and you know, reef, and I saw a shark, and I realized how fucking slow we are in the water. Oh yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah, I went I went shark feeding on my honeymoon. Jeez, what and, uh, the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> it was awesome, dude. No. It was so much fun. I'm telling you, it was crazy. Yeah, I think that's the operative. Yeah, it is crazy. That's why you'd want to get in the water with freaking sharks. Yeah, don't enter yourself in the food chain. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, that I, little I, cocktail, Frank, you got dangling there, be gone. Uh, <laughs> speaking of Chris, clearly. <laughs> 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 I, I think I cold, water, like, cold water. Cold <laughs> water. <laughs> <The> shrinkage. Shrinkage. <laughs> God. David, what's your favorite scariest? I think uh, I, I think I have like maybe two and a half. This I have I have one scene that that always freaks me out. And and that's from the Twilight Zone movie. Mm. The uh the 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 um the story where the woman meets the little boy goes into his house to meet his family and she goes into oh, one yeah. of the bedrooms and the little girl is sitting there and the, yeah. and the brother's like she doesn't she doesn't say much and and the camera pans away and she's got, she's got no, no mouth. mouth 
Yeah, that was <laughs> fuck out. Screen uh, and the yeah. uh, all right, Harlan. And then you have um, then you have there. There's two scenes, both from both brief shows. Wow. Uh, the the ones where uh, where where the teenagers are swimming. Yes. I love that one. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that, and, and the guy the guy gets onto the beach and he's like, yeah, and then he goes, and it, yeah, no, that's he, awesome. <laughs> and in between the planks, the 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 blob comes up from between the planks and, and is and so there's that scene and then there's in the first one, the final segment, Kevin McCarthy eating the uh, oatmeal with raisins and air quotes and and, uh, and the cockroaches just come out from inside him. Mm. Oh God! Yeah. Oh yeah. boy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that was rough, dude. That, yeah, yeah. But there, there, um, there are, yeah. Jaws. Not really. There, there was um. There was one I was thinking about, and see, and I don't, I, I don't watch scary movies. I know that like there are scenes from movies based on Stephen King novels that freak me to fuck out, especially in Misery. Especially when she puts the plank, even though she didn't do the thumb scene, she puts the plank between his ankles and 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 hits hits Paul Sheldon with the sledgehammer. I mean that that just makes you cringe. That, that, that's not necessarily scary. Yeah. But yeah, there aren't there I, I don't you know, I don't watch Paranormal Activity. I don't watch the Blair Witch Project. I, I really don't watch any of the of the dead movies and things like that. Oh, I just, it's not shame. I will I tell you, you, you just brought up something. I mean, and again, this is something we talked about on the show, but uh, I was late to the paranormal activity party. Mm-hmm. And uh, that, that first paranormal activity did scare the shit out of me. Like there were scenes yeah, in that, which I was like, ho- like, holy crap. Now the found footage thing, I think is now so commonplace. It's, it's hard to, but, but that, I gotta give paranormal activity props because that yeah. freaking wigged me out. And then I will say I don't remember whether it was second or third one, but the the scene with the with the with the little boy in the crib. Oh, two. Yes. Forget it, dude. Yeah. Well, because you're like, you're a parent, that's why. Exactly. I was yeah. like, I I mean, li- literally, I mean, just I don't want to sound like a big puss for saying this, but I'm just we're watching that at home, actually in the room I'm in now. Um, the kids were asleep. I think uh, I think Beth was out for the night. Uh, or out there she was out somewhere at, at, at that point i was watching because it's not her those movies are definitely not her scene and i remember that scene happened with the crib and even though i'm a you know a 37 year old man and i know it's just a movie i paused the movie and went and checked on every one of my kids to make there sure that go. they were okay and breathing that's how freaked out i was i was like that's a this great scene freaky dude did the job yeah. yep yeah. yeah yeah looking back there's uh, again I, I, I raised on horror films there's not a whole hell of a lot that that scares me but i will say legit the first uh, and it's john carpenter's only shining moment in my book i know i'm not gonna really? g- gain a lot of fr- friends with that comment but halloween legitimately scared the shit out of me oh wow oh, it's amazing yeah yeah it because it was so different and uh, you know and i remember taking the garbage out that night oh, after we yeah. came back from i lived across the street from a cemetery Mm. Okay, wow. I'm taking the garbage out, and I am hearing shit and seeing shit that's just not there, and I just like pew, back in the house. But the the Night of the Living Dead scared the bejesus out of me too. If if I have to, because there's no street lights around here, there's no sidewalks or anything. If 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 I'm outside doing anything, going out to get the mail, and it's darker out, or I'm putting the garbage out on the side or something, and I hear a a car coming up from around the lake up our street, Christine. I no, I I just I I 
there's a little bit of a pep in my step with a wider stride so I can get to the to the walkway to the house a little quick. It's like, you know, they can't get me if, if, if I'm on my... And it's just, oh, I, yeah. I do freak out a little bit with... I mean, because I... I've been in the country, but I mean, until we bought this house, I never really lived in in a non-urban area. So it, it's still mm-hmm. after all these years, there's still a little bit like, okay, was that a raccoon? Was that a bird? Did a branch just fall? Am I might, you know, so I and I don't know things. I know there are no people out there. I just don't know what else might be out there. So it, yeah, it, yeah it's there true. are times where you just kind of look over your shoulder every once in a while. Yep. <laughs> oh, we can talk about oh, well, I, oh yeah. Just speaking Obviously. for myself, I can speak about I can talk about horror films forever. Well, it's timely since it is the uh, it is it is the episode before the Halloween this season. And, oh, and I, oh, I, I left off my favorite movie of, that, of all dude, time. By the way, there you go. Not that uh, you just made me. Th- we, I just thought it made, made myself think of it. But next week, I mean, Halloween's sort of like a a, a major holiday around here. So. Yes, indeed. We should read a horror book for next week. No, oh, no, no! You're misunderstanding me. I can't be recording on Halloween, dude. Oh right. no! I figured we'd we'd either do a Tuesday or a Thursday. Yeah, yeah, that's all yeah. I'm saying. Yeah, no Thursday. I'm gonna play softball. <laughs> Tuesday it is. What else Tuesday we got? It is. Let's, let's try and get something else from David while he's while I'm coherent. Like, no, while your your audio is uh, cooperating. Okay, the other first issue I read, which I didn't know what to make of it at the time. Uh. Brian Michael Bendis returned to Daredevil for a miniseries called The End of Days oh, yeah. with art by Klaus Janssen and Bill Sienkiewicz. And it is um, it is not your Mark Way Daredevil. It is, it's, I'm guessing... It's Frank Miller's Daredevil? It's eh, sort of, kind of. It's, it's, it's definitely, I don't want to say definitely, it's, it's Bendis' Daredevil, but it's not a, um, there are... It's more like a one of the um, remember the end stories Marvel put out a couple of years ago. Yeah, the yeah. Wolverine, the end, the Punisher. So, so mm-hmm. this is this is kind of what that feels like, but without that the end banner along the top. And it, it's because um, J. John Jameson is the publisher of the Daily Bugle. Uh, ben Urich works for him, and and it's it's the story of uh, within the first few pages. Uh, Daredevil's greatest adversary, which is in Kingpin, in this story. Uh, well, for this particular battle, it's no it's, Bullseye <laughs> oh. sticks sticks a baton through through uh, through Daredevil's ears and and basically kills Matt Murdock. Huh? Yeah, it's 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 the the, the story opens up with the death of Daredevil. And and so the entire first issue is basically Yurik trying to make sense of um, of what he of of what went of what happened uh, because there are some there's some allusions to Daredevil's fall from grace which to me means Shadowland uh, there are um, you know so it's kind of it, it's kind of I'm, I'm self-contained in its own little universe it 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 ties into i guess some things that uh that bendis wrote during his run um it's not your current daredevil but it's it's uh so so bunch of people stood around watched bullseye beat the crap out of daredevil and uh one particular woman filmed it uh with 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 her iPhone and uh, Ben finds out 
so so the woman's husband is watching the um the f- the footage with Ben and and Murdoch says one word right before he dies so so now they have to figure out what what that particular word means and um what's the word Mapone or Mapone? It's 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 uh, Krakatoa. It's it's M A P O N E. Um. So and then it, so it's 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 an interesting first issue. I, I'm I'm going to to check out the second issue. It's um, you know I'm I'm cool with it being it its own story, not 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 tied into anything else going on. If 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 it's a what if whatever you want to call it, that that's cool. I just as as I'm reading it, I just it, it took me a little bit. It took me more than a few pages to take myself out of of what I know is currently going on in the Marvel universe. So, and and that's fine. But it's the the art is insane because you know it, it's Jansen who knows Daredevil, and uh, and Sienkiewicz isn't. I, I guess Vince, I'd say he isn't as heavy handed as he was on, on the Night Owl story. It's um, really, really odd that. Jansen has an anchor. I know, but J- but Jansen's also the colorist, so I guess it hmm. was just maybe to move things along, or maybe may- maybe it's because Bendis wanted to work with Sinkevich. I don't know. Yeah. But so, um, talk about flying underneath the radar. I had no idea this was even going on. Yeah, I know. I know this well, was something been in the that worked forever. Uh, oh, I mean, it's for... it's. I'm sorry. It's, it's it's not just Bendis. It's also co-written uh, with David Mack. Yeah. No, so it is. It is something that's that that they've been working on for a while now so i guess all eight issues are I mean, done he's been talking about to... this on word balloon like the bendis tapes oh years. yeah yeah um but yeah. i thought it was going to be something bigger <laughs> i thought it was going to be something bigger i thought it might have either been a uh a, a graphic novel or or with a bunch of different and i haven't looked at the solicits maybe maybe there there will be different artists daredevil artists as the issues progress or it's just going to be the same creative team i don't know but um but it's eight issues it if if you like Daredevil, if you like Ben, I would say you'll like this. But it it's it's um, you know th- there is a fight scene with Daredevil and and Wilson Fisk because um, Wilson comes back to New York and I guess Daredevil told him to never come back to New York. So there's uh there's a confrontation sort of. Uh, between them, words are exchanged, and, 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 words are exchanged and, and fists are are uh, fists fly, um, but uh, Kingpin doesn't get the upper hand much, I'll say, and 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 so it's just it it really is a a darker Daredevil story. It's it's um he really Matt Murdock really did kind of go off the deep end here and and it's uh but it's it's you know i i don't as the series progresses and i continue to read it i'll 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 talk about it and 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 let you know you know where where i'm at with it but it's it was i said i mean whereas with archer and armstrong based on the creative team i had high expectations and and they were exceeded i mean they blew the doors off my expectations in that regard here i had no idea what to expect and 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 i i didn't finish the issue going okay well that was that but it's it um it piqued my curiosity a little bit i i do want to see you know where they're going with it because the last page was I, i've kind of given enough away but i mean the last page it, it um 
I'm curious to see where where they're going with it. But it was mostly just Ben narrating a story, and 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 it was it, it was definitely one of those kind of tricks where the caption boxes are in in the newsprint like he used to do in in the old Peter Parker uh-huh. Spectacular Spider-Man issues, things like that. But he, uh, you know, but he would he would be writing the article in his head. And then he would, you know, you'd see like one caption would have like one or two words, and so he's editing it as he's telling it, and and, and you know, and it's it's it definitely helps you think or, or puts you in his mind and 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 shows you how he thinks. And it was, it's because this is somebody who you know he he considered Matt Murdock a friend, and and so he's basically writing the man's last moments, and 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 uh, you know as. Like Ben said in in the issue, he here's Daredevil who, who went out of his way to help everybody in Hell's Kitchen and and you know wanting nothing in return, and then all these people who he's helped over the years just stand by and watch him get the shit beat out of him, and and it was uh it was you know it it's not a uh, it's not an all ages comic. Isn't it odd though that for all the people that uh, Matt Murdock has helped all those 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 faceless people in Hell's Kitchen that he he you know selflessly devoted his life to saving but he's such a dick to people that, uh, are, that are close that, to him that are close yeah. to him mm-hmm. yeah. da- downright abusive to people that are close to him I don't know yeah but I was just you, you mentioned Ben Urich and if you've read any of Bendis's Daredevil you, you, you you're aware of the attachment that Bendis has to Ben Urich but there are some characters that just are great mouthpieces for the writer. Commissioner Gordon. I mean, how many uh, creators have just latched on to Gordon as a way of pre- presenting their, you know, injecting themselves into the story? What, what are some of those, some of the other characters that lend themselves to uh, vehicles for the, the author to invest themselves in the, in the work? Well, I mean, we've mentioned Howard Kitty earlier. Yeah. Yeah, Howard, Kitty Pride. How about um, Alfred? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I not not to the extent of Gordon, but but Alfred's one of those. I mean, he's not generic, but uh, you know, he's pretty non. Oh. Hmm. Who? Keep talking. Keep talking. No, no, no. I was just gonna say Alfred is, uh, you know, a, a English gentleman. Yeah, but you can you get so much so much mileage out of that with the way they've tweaked the character to always inject that little bit of sardonic humor into the scene, and and mm-hmm. you, you could tell it's just the a, a lot of times it's 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 the the author just just uh, you know having fun playing along with the the characters he's manipulating. Ever K. Ross. Oh, uh. yeah, yeah. Who else? There's, there's a, um, I, I think. Oh, snap a car. Booster <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Gold. Booster Gold. Yeah, go. Herbie, oh, Herbie. But uh, obviously, if we're gonna go that way, Mister A, Ditko's Mister A. That is Ditko. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, how about uh, Cerebus? I think in a lot of uh, ways, oh, yeah. Cerebus is Dave Sim. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's 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 Sims uh, Howard the Duck <laughs> in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, okay, that's all I got. <laughs> I'm writing this down, so I'm distracted. Somebody take it out of my hands. Uh, dude, we have so many freaking questions. Uh, I've actually yeah, we do. Uh, let's see. Here you go. This one's for you, Chris. What? It's from John Wimmer. Have you guys read Fathom sure. or Soulfire, and what are your thoughts? <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I meant to. I meant to highlight that one because he's 
John is an awesome dude. We we, we love John. Two e two, and and he hooks me up with um with digital codes and and he he's he, and new uh new dad a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. He and his wife hey, both are set into hey. the world. So it's a um it's 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 a question that I meant to ask, but yes, I I I, I cut Jason off. The questions for Chris. Uh, I loved Fathom back in the '90s. I have not read the 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 reboot of it uh, or the Soulfire stuff, but yeah, I, I Fathom was one of my favorite comics when it was coming out. Yeah, and have, it was a beautiful I have, comic. I haven't read Fathom, but I have tried to read Soulfire. It, it's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Michael Michael Turner did a great job on the visuals. I, I couldn't I couldn't really make it through too much of it, but I, I did enjoy looking at it. Right? Uh, I haven't seen I've I've not read either one, so I can't. Uh... Have you Have you not read the the original Fathom? The no Mm-mm, no. Uh, read read the first six issues. You it's 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 a pretty good comic. I actually I enjoyed the hell out of it. Now it's it is of an era, but no, the story's story's pretty pretty solid and it looks pretty. It's it's probably some of my favorite Michael Turner stuff. I'm lying. I did read Keani. That's a Fathom miniseries, isn't it? Uh is that the name of it? but the, yeah, that was about the 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 male character in the in the story. No, the the blonde, the girl. Uh, the, oh, the one, no, no. Yeah. I don't know. What, about yeah, I, I read it about three, four years ago. It was, it was pretty good. Yeah, nothing wrong with it. Pretty. There's one thing that's one thing about Aspen books. They look nice. Oh yeah. yeah. Shrugged is an Aspen book. That, that book's freaking great. Um, haven't read that either. It's good stuff. I've read very little Aspen. Same here. Adam, Adam was yeah. great. I remember Ooh, this Fathom was good. when it was coming out, and then, and there was the uh, I, I don't want to call it an argument, but there was there was some tension between Top Cow and and Michael Turner and Aspen when sure. when Fathom was was being done. But yeah, it was mm-hmm. originally an image book, wasn't it? I think it was. I think it was. I don't know if Turner was working for Top Cow when I I, I don't know if Fathom first introduced in a Top Cow book or if it was. I guess meant to be a Top Cow property, if you want to call it that. But that I, was, I just know that, 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 that was a hot book when it came out. I mean, that was it was that was yeah. big, it was big my time. Turn. Yeah, yeah. Turner drawing a chick in the water. Yeah. The I harbor, see, you'd love it. I harbor nice. a lot of a lot of guilt where Michael Turner is concerned. Yes, be, yeah. because I mean, yeah. uh, uh, let's, let's no, be honest. We, David and I shit on Michael Turner. Especially those Civil War covers, but yes. Yes, we shit that, on Turner a lot back in the bullpen days. And I have grown to really appreciate his artwork. And and uh, I, I think the guy was incredibly talented. And say what you will, uh, there there are those creators, you know, that, that are just the whipping boys. Turner has amassed a ravenous fan base. Yes. Yeah. Over, sure, over, yeah. over the years. And uh, there's, I mean, you, you can't discount that. There's got to be something to it. And initially i didn't see it uh but uh, over the years uh especially uh, over the years after his passing unfortunately i did see it and uh i th- i think he was he was uh almost underrated in his abilities and uh, mm-hmm. yeah yeah so wesley i don't know if it's live say or live say uh 
asked a question to Vince, and it's a very good question. Oh, boy. Uh, Vince, you like some interesting things. <laughs> Have you ever found anything that makes you go, nah, nah, now nah, it's just you've gone too far? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. David yes. knows what I'm going to say. Yes, I do. Yeah. And and yes. it's just it's just because I guess the the you can chalk it up to the creative people being very good at what they're doing and sucking me into the story and then it it's it's I'd go along with it. It's kind of literally a gut punch, but <laughs> the the uh the stomach stabbing scene in body bags just repulsed me to the point where I didn't want to read any more of it. Um, there's I, a pregnant- that's, that's interesting because Body Bags is getting solicited uh, in this class. Yeah, yeah, it should. Yeah. Um, but, but why specifically this stomach-stabbing scene, Vince? Because she was pregnant. That's right. Oh, wow. Uh, okay. Yes, and it just um, it, it just disgusted me on a level that, that I didn't think... Um, really was possible um jason pearson's art is gorgeous and um i would even say it, there's a light-hearted element to it yeah he does a lot of gunplay and and bloodshed but but still it's 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 like bacalo there's a there's a certain um lightheartedness and and uh, there's a manga-esque feel to it. It's it's larger than life, and it's I, there's that word cartoony, right? And to have one of the characters just jam a huge hunting knife in the belly of a pregnant woman so wantonly, it's just like, it, I, and I, I I think Dave what was this, she she was a crack whore or something, right? I think so. Like there were, I mean, you can read what you want into it. There was a chance. There are chances that that baby was going to be born either be dead or, 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 yeah. or messed up in some degree yeah, so. but but really you don't i mean the children you that's nasty business and it's just it it, it spun me around i remember i think that was one of the first things david and i ever disagreed on <laughs> because he's like dude no body bags is awesome and i was like oh no <laughs> i ain't handle it i can't have it i can't have it i i i guess and there was another one um another book that just really really disgusted me um, Jeff Nicholson's Through the Habit Trails. Uh, and, and why? Um, well, I, I, I think the story's part, David is, is not gonna be a fan of it either. Um, <laughs> I think the story, um, it's either, was in Taboo, Steve Bissett's Taboo, and, uh, maybe I'm misremembering it. It may not be, um, from Through the Habit Trails, but it's definitely a Jeff Nicholson story. And there, there was a part in the story where a car backs up over a cat. Mm. Yeah, backs up over the head of a cat. And it just, it, I mean, I'm, I'm not the flag waving PETA member, you know what I mean? But it just, it just really disturbed me. And it put me off Jeff Nicholson stuff for a long, long time. Hmm. Yeah, hmm. yeah. So, and so, then again, you get that the Jeff Nicholson's the guy responsible for Ultra Klutz, a dude who draws incredibly cartoony mm-hmm. uh, and just, just, just nowhere near reality. And then for for that to happen, it just, just, just really shocked the shit out of me. Yeah. So, uh, brother Tomio wants to know uh, our choices for the most OG comic book villain of all time. <sighs> OG, original well, gangster. Yeah, original gangster. But like, what do you think is the best comic book villain of all time? Oh, it's it's um, Doom or the Joker. 
Hmm. I don't know if I. Yeah, I don't know if I could say Joker. Um, well, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the. That's the. Let's agree to disagree. <laughs> yeah, no, well, I, it's, it's okay. Well, I, it's I, well. I get if if we're staying Marvel and DC, it, you got to Doom. I mean, come on. Right, no, like, that, yeah, that would be my he, choice, Chris. Like, what's he done like hardcore? And 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 it's well, he you, is the perfect. He is the perfect combination of science and magic, Jason. No, it's not exactly. who's like the toughest or who's. He it, he's, he's asked, who's like who's the like who's the guy that's like you're like oh no he didn't like and I don't think Doom's ever had a moment like that like yeah. Doom's like a really I mean as a comic book superhero villain he's amazing I agree he's like a prototype but. But I don't know that I've ever. He max on Reed's wife all the time. No, that's Namor. Namor. Well, yeah. well, if you're gonna go OG, meaning meaning badder than bad, mm-hmm. the the oh shit villain, Bullseye. Yeah, Bullseye's done some. But I would even say yeah. like like Fisk, even well, beyond that, because Fisk always, is always pulling there. I mean, if we're talking gangster, I mean you got to go Kingpin, because he is. I don't know. I think Bullseye is more reprehensible than Kingpin. I, I do too. Yeah, this is crazy. Kingpin's actually fucking mean. I, as much as I'm not a DC guy, I got to go Luther. Well, what what but, era Luther though? Pre New Fifty Two, uh, maybe. Oh, I mean, well, yeah. Well, new, of course, pre New Fifty Two. Um, dude, like I'm just saying, like he had some. He's had some like moments of just like unabashed cruelty. For yeah. example, um, well, clone myself, he, be my own son. Yep, or when he gave everyone the uh, superpowers. Oh, they were 52, yeah. And then he just fucking turns it off. <laughs> and, like, there's people falling out of the sky, like, all over the place just because he got... I mean, that's awesome. So, yeah. Like, that's just cold-blooded for the sake of it. I love that. But, I mean... There's, there's, there's got to be a nastier villain. I'm a joke. I'm not saying nasty. I'm just saying, like, cold, cold-hearted. Like, just, just, just no sense of... Yeah, I think Joker trumps Luther in a lot of ways. I do too, too. but I think yeah. he's the obvious pick, so that's why I didn't. But is, has there really been a truly disgusting, reprehensible, nasty ass villain like the Kingpin? You know, had the love for his wife. Doom has that love for his mother. He went to hell to save but, his mother. But that's what makes them great characters: is that you still can sympathize with them, and they're right. some three dimensional. You know, to have just a a, a two dimensional. This is a bad, bad guy. It's yeah. But, it's, see, Bullseye doesn't have any of that. What does the Joker have? Does the Joker have that 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 one shred of soul left? I I don't know. I don't I don't think so. No, no, he doesn't. No, 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 no. He's just psychotic. Yeah. How about Luther? I said Luther. Oh yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I mean, is is there is there some humanity left in Luther? Absolutely. Yeah, I would think so. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I might even throw a throw a, a hat tip in there to uh, to Ozymandias. Hmm. That's I mean, talk about calculating. Choice. Yeah. Yeah. That's I would say uh monster mole in the brain. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's funny. <laughs> Come on, it's a monkey with a brain. I know, a it's a monkey that loves a brain. Mm-hmm. Kid Miracle Man. Oh, that's a really oh, that's good, good choice. Yeah. Yes. Wow. Yeah, ripping off friggin' heads. Yes. Yeah. That is good. Totally disgusting. My man. Yes, that's how I do, dude. I come up with it. Hold on. 
Nine Jack Nine. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> nah, he, he's just crazy. Uh, all right, what else we got? Let's do a couple sure. more quickie tweets because we're let's see where we are on the old big old clock on the wall. Not that I want to end it, I just want to check it. Uh, so we're over two hours already. Check yourself. Yeah, what we got? Jason, um, you love reading these things. Yeah, well, there's been a couple questions from different people around the same thing, which is, I guess, uh, you got this Shield TV series coming out, you know? Yes. Mm-hmm. Joss Whedon. So people just were asking, like, what do, what would we what do we hope it's like, or who you know, what characters would would we like to see in it, you know, that type of thing. So there's a couple different ones that are kind of revolving around that. So, um, I mean, I have to be honest. Until I read these questions, I haven't given it much thought. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I know Agent Coulson, the actor and the character, are going to be in it. I've already announced Yay. that. Really? Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw. I saw it. So it's like pre Avengers. Oh, you never know. Or yes, less than Yeah, it could be LMD. Oh. I mean, are we to assume it's going to be kind of like a like a plot of the week type of thing, like a procedural? Probably. Like Mission Impossible. With an overarching like plot kind of thing, like underline, yeah. you know? Yeah, that's all right. Uh, would you rather it be kept more like espionage, or would you rather have yes, yes, mm-hmm. yes? I want it to be. Yeah, absolutely. It's I don't want superheroes in it. I want I want I want a series where they acknowledge that they exist. You want like a Gotham Central, like where where yes. every now and then you're reminded that maybe cool. that you know there's a villain, I, there's a superhero. I, I want the threat. I want the threats that they go up against to be bigger than real life. But I want I want Shield to deal with it with technology and espionage and yeah that's that that would be that would be cool. Well, let me ask you this: so, assuming that uh, they're going to be fighting Hydra, I mean, I think that's mm-hmm. right. Who who would you like to see as the uh, as the leader of Hydra? Because there have been many. Oh, von Strucker. Mm, so yeah, that is good. But I think, I think, yeah, I mean, I, I think that would be the. I think Viper would make more sense. See, I would like to see Viper. Yeah. Well, you would. Yeah. Well, you <laughs> would like to see Viper. Yeah. Like, uh, but no, von von Strucker is the. I mean, if you're going to go with like Nick Fury, Agent of Steel, that was. I mean, von Strucker is the. He's the bad guy. Agent of Steel, as in he is, uh, he is yeah. the he is the Steel agent. Shield. Uh, did I say Agent of, yeah. of Shield? He said also. Agent of Steel. Oh, Who's a Gundam agent. now? Agent. Oh, it's weird talking. Why is it? We're talking. No one brings it all back. Synchronicity, baby. I'm gonna shut up now. No, 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 no. no. It's all good. No, no. Von Strucker's awesome. Mm-hmm. He's a great villain. Go back and read those if you haven't. Oh, that, but they that. could they could put um, Red Skull. I mean, just to tie it into the Marvel movies. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, I guess, I guess. one dis- it, it, one semi disfigured. Well, not it's, semi. It's not going to be Hugo, so yeah. I I would prefer for them not to do that because then it's going to feel like a very much like a feel like chaos from from Inspector Gadget. You just see his yeah. hand threaten his cat. <laughs> if, it's, if it's not Hugo Weaving, then it's going to feel very much like the TV adaptation right. of of the movie, which I don't want. I want to see new characters. You know, I don't even want to see, you know, Nick Fury. You know, it's... Well, they got to they gotta make it relevant and and cohesive to the, the, the things they have going on, that big Marvel universe, well, Marvel that... movie universe, you know? I don't know. I didn't see Captain America, so I don't know who, who was in it, so... 
Well, it'll never compare to the David Hasselhoff Shield movie. Oh, God. Ooh, that's oh. horrible, dude. <laughs> Boy, that's that's nasty shit. Yeah. Uh, speak, do you remember yeah. who played Valentina Allegra de Fontaine in that movie? Oh, oh shit. No. I'm no, no, was it? It was. Oh, oh, yes, yes. It was. Um, no, yeah, it was. Only <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Exactly, Lisa Big Lips Rena. Yep. Uh oh. Uh-uh. She's all right though. Back in the day, smoking hot. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. So, she's still, still very attractive. If you want to uh, watch an espionage show, I am completely hooked on Homeland right now. Uh, my wife loves that show. Oh God, great show! It's it's amazing because you get to see Inara naked. Oh, <laughs> Nothing wrong God. with that. Uh, there's there are bonuses to the show. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I was just like, hey, is that? Oh, my God, it is. Yeah, it is. Look at yeah. them. Like, oh. Yeah, she's, she, she's smoking hot. And exactly. the show, show's, show's amazing. Show's There's amazing. a woman that you can cut her hair. It doesn't matter. She's still gorgeous. True. True. Yeah. Yeah. Our boy Felipe, uh, Flippa Dippa. Flippa. And this question maybe this is interesting. Describe how different your life would be without comics. I can't even imagine. That's what I'm thinking. Like, I, it's yeah. so much a huge part of my identity that I don't. Uh, yep. Jack I, was the reason why I wanted to draw. Mm-hmm. So, what the hell would yeah, I be I doing? I mean, um, pumping gas. Now, and and this kind of this is a similar question, but maybe one we could actually speak to a little bit more from our buddy Gordo. Yes. Uh, all joking aside, yeah. do your better halves truly understand and support your comics nerdiness lifestyle? Mm. I think there's two two paths in that question. Yeah. Okay. Mine yeah. tolerates. Yeah. Okay. She, that, no, she she can't understand because I I can't understand the things that that really um you know that she's very passionate about and that's okay you know i i understand how passion, passionate she is i don't understand the passion for the things that that she loves and she tolerates the the i mean she's had to tolerate a lot guys and i'm saying <laughs> a lot um uh, so can't she, imagine she, that she tolerates, she tolerates it and she she understands how much i love it um but i, I yeah yeah, it's, yeah. It's, I think I, I love Chris. You. We're in the same in boat. Yeah, yeah. We're we're definitely in the same boat. Uh, it, it, because our our uh, better halves are pretty close. I mean, medicine, right? Yep. Um, my my wife is cool. very practical. Yeah, very practical. Um, she definitely works on the other side of the brain than than mm-hmm. than I do, and uh, understands new no, never, but supports <laughs> sure. She she sure. does support it, but she will never understand how excited I can be finding a rubber dinosaur for a buck. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? At a flea yeah. market. Like, no, oh my right. god, look at this. But and she even, just gives me the hairy eyeball. Like, what? That's a even even thing. the act of reading a comic. You know, I've given her comics to read and she doesn't look at the art. She literally reads the comic, registered registers what the image is trying yeah. to convey and goes on she I've, I've never seen her like stop and like study a page or go oh my god that looks amazing well, I mean, you, she she consumes it you know you're one step further than i ever got i mean i she she yeah, would never same, even I mean, never I, even I approach are, reading a comic you guys are echoing pretty much the same situation for me i mean beth is extremely tolerant i mean i i, I spend an inordinate amount of time and money on there this hobby right i mean yep. it's it's takes a lot of our time doing the show and 
and I read comics, you know, pretty much every day, and 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 I I spend you know a, a draw dropping amount of money on <laughs> on the hobby and its related things. And she's never once given me grief about that. She's totally cool with you know us going to cons and taking trips, and she gets it. Like she gets that it's a huge part of me, but she has and doesn't pretend to have even the faintest interest in sharing it with me. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, like she she just doesn't like. I mean, literally, she will tell me to stop if I even. Like she has no concept of any other than knowing that I really like it and knowing that <laughs> she has just she really has zero interest in it. I mean, yeah. she mm-hmm. thinks comic books are silly. She doesn't understand why they're not funny. Um, <laughs> <laughs> once or yeah. twice, I've tried to give her something to read, and she won't even make the attempt. Like, um, yeah. like her, she has a good friend that uh, that. Uh, Whose whose story kind of modern, mirrored Persepolis? She she mm-hmm. she she mm-hmm. was born in, in you know in a Muslim country and and came here young and had to learn the American culture and so when that like I was like oh this is like Persepolis I thought she would love it because she would actually like be able to identify with it and she like it sat on her shit, like her um, nightstand for like you know months and I was like are you gonna read that and she was like eh, I just can't really get into the pictures so like <laughs> wow. I mean yeah, but, yeah. but yeah. so yeah. you know she's like she'll never ever complain about doing the show or like going to see mm-hmm. duty or NYC or she she's totally into me like being in it with the boys but like it's even so far as where you know we have lots of comics in the house obviously and also some for the boys and like if I'm not home in time to read the boys a story it, it, she won't read them a comic. Like if if they want to read like like Scott, like we're reading Scotty's uh the latest hardcover of the uh you know Scotty's Oz book, mm-hmm. and like so the other night like they were like oh mom will you read it and she was like nah that's your dad that's dad's thing that's like, dad's so, thing how that's funny. how bifurcated it is you know but but yeah. uh, but she's very supportive so I don't and I don't even really mind it because it's kind of my thing you know this is this is my little pocket of the world that we don't share and she has you know stuff that she's into that I'm not mm-hmm. so. I think it's pretty safe to say that, as far as the hobby goes, Mr. Price has it the best. I was going to say, yeah, he's his answer is much different than the three of ours. I think. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. I, th- I think it would be. She, she, um, yeah, she, she definitely tolerates it, and and uh, I, I do believe, and because because of her brother, because she, he, he, he was reading X Men, Spider Man, and Batman books when they were growing up, and and she was big on Archie, and and she loved cracked and mad magazine and and so she's she yeah she she's kind of had to accept and that's the other thing I, i've never no matter who i was with it wasn't I, I i never hid the hobby i never i was never embarrassed by it so like if somebody knew if 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 you're a friend of mine you knew that i was into comics so it's it, it's kind of just part of who i am so she yeah it, it was definitely she's to, to answer Gordy's question, it's she, she understands it, and I, I think I'd say she supports it. You are so underselling this. Oh my God! I, I, I was I was in her presence at a con. First of all, she went to the damn con. She went number to one, it, yeah. right? Number two, I've seen her get giddy over a poison ivy. <laughs> uh, uh, yep. drawing and you, what woman would do that I mean uh, amongst the four of you're us right, you're right. not even close uh, yeah she's she's a peach I would say Renee is the least tolerant of our wives in terms of the consumption part of the hobby oh yeah she got a lockdown yeah. on that yeah. right, well, no, no 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 well as, okay as far as physical as far as physical <laughs> yeah. copies yeah. of things yes 
yeah, it's not like but, you know. But but yeah. You know what I'm going to do one of these days? I'm going to throw a bunch of hardcovers in a box, drive out to New York, and just put them on it on his on his uh, a stoop and see how she explodes. She will. Yep, she I will. Yeah. For David's holiday gift, I'm trying to find the absolute largest physical things I can send him. Get him Kramer's Zerg number seven. Zerg. Yeah, and then send it to me when you're done with it. Uh, just like the axe that you're gonna send me. Yeah, you're getting the, you're getting the little Nemo book. The big huge thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, Renee, from, from she's gold, man. She's gold. There's a reason why he loves her as much yeah. as he does. I'm waiting for her queen. Queen. That's true. She's my shiksa goddess. I'm waiting for her to uh up this damn Frank Cho print that that Pat brought back from uh, San Diego for us. But it's sitting in my room because she painted her the. Uh, the other bedroom, and and um, she put up a couple of the framed pictures, but she hasn't put up this print yet. So yeah, so I guess you're right, Vince. I mean, she she's gonna have Frank Cho in the bedroom hanging up. So yeah, she's all right. You chose yep. this, ah, it's, and I said chaos before. It was Doctor Claw and Mad, the, the Inspector Gadget bad guy. I don't yes. want to be all like Dick. So Gundam, you are, yeah, yeah. Mister Gundam. No Gundam. That is not a Gundam. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the new let's one. Wrap, let's wrap this thing up. Uh, what do you, wait, 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 wait. What do you mean? What do you mean? travels, dude. How, how, dude? It's it's almost eleven thirty. Yeah. real time. Yeah, East Coast time, baby. That's right. How about anti? How about anti? <laughs> anti drummer asks, "Do you have insurance on your collections or or your yes. penises?" Yeah, home homeowners insurance, and I've got pictures and documentation and all that stuff. Sure, I do not. Yeah, yeah. You do. yeah I don't either. Yeah. I, don't. I, I was told by my homeowner insurance that it's like I just have like a we have like a universal rider that would compensate us for like our goods, but it would it would never come close to. Re- oh no, you have to itemize everything. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, well, yeah. ours we don't have a. We just have a set amount that we would be reimbursed for all of our things, but that uh, would, but it wouldn't come, clo- it wouldn't come close to being able to. Just in terms of the time and effort to replace the collection, it would be next to yeah. impossible. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And there's so much stuff that, and you guys know this at this point. There's so much that's out of print. If oh yeah, if, if, it, if it all went up in in flames, there's so much that I would never ever be able to replace. Absolutely. Plus, and, yeah. and on top of that, it's like. How am I going to replace my all-star Superman absolute that's signed by by Morrison and quietly? Well, exactly. So, I mean, the things I would care about yeah. the most are, are literally one of a kind now. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, or, well, or, yeah, there's there's the art on your wall, but then I think you know if they gave you a check, I mean, what what would would you go out and get the first appearance of Black Panther? I mean, what would be the first? Well, no, that's what I was going to say. The, the things I would care about the most would be all the art that I've amassed. I mean, which is probably yeah. going on. Two two hundred fifty pieces of art now, so that would be irreplaceable, like quite literally. And then the other part would be um, the only issues I would really want to have would be the sort of the key issues that I've collected over the years. And again, those would be next to impossible to replace because the cost today would be exponentially higher than what I mm-hmm. paid for them in the first place, which was in many cases quite a lot of money anyway. So yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it just would True. be. Yeah. I, in other words, like I wouldn't. Although I could replace them, like I could go out and get another. You know, min condition Hulk 181. I could go out and get another. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I probably wouldn't because, like, the idea of spending what it would cost. It would, yeah, it would kill you. Yeah. Yeah, I could so get him again, but I won't. What he said? He said 191. I said 181. <laughs> I thought you said 191. Whatever agent of steel. 
<laughs> Incorrect. Uh, you know what I would do if I had insurance, which I don't? I would just replace the Kirby books. That's it. That's all yeah. I would do. Yeah. Oh, I got, uh, speaking of art and all that kind of stuff, I got a new uh, a new square on the uh, the JLA jam. Oh, yeah? Oh, really? Yeah, Raphael Albuquerque was in town at Challengers oh, for, a, for a signing and, and art show. So I got, uh, um, he was kind enough to uh, to do a, a quick drawing on it for me. Wow. You can uh, lick my balls. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Those that are matured. Uh, I'd say that's a trade-off. Yeah, Jason will like it because it is uh it's black canary from the waist down. Camel toe? Nice. <laughs> or canary toe. Black uh, canary toe. Before we go, here. here's <laughs> here we go. Last one. This is really good from Tom Morris. Uh what was the best and worst superhero costume redesigns? God. Uh the seventies seventies Legion. Um, Ooh, the with, the, with the corset, yeah, the yeah with the corset. Uh, like oh. members only jacket era. Ooh. Oh, good one, good one. Terrible. For um, me, the 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 absolute worst costume redesign wasn't really a redesign, but it was an alteration that displayed a fundamental misunderstanding of the character. When they slapped a mullet on Superman, that was just <laughs> wrong. It was just wrong. It was just good enough for my I, wedding, but don't put it on Superman. No, against yeah, I'm not clear. Against everything that character stood for, truth, justice, the American way, old school values, uh, just the mullet's just wrong. And they have Clark Kent in a ponytail. Seriously, they got away yeah. with that. It was no. not good. It was, no. it, was, it was not good. Not good. Well, I would say just for me, this is a personal one because it comes up a lot, and I'll explain why. Is um is the when they took Domino. Marvel, Marvel's Domino, and and gave her the like the head headband. Um, yes, that that was awful for me because now every time I go to get Domino commissions and sketches from artists, I have to go out of my way to make sure that they don't <laughs> that right. and provide them reference of Nina in her appropriate look, which is just with tight and right coiffed black hair. <laughs> yeah. You know nice. which one was pretty pretty disgusting. The uh, I think it, it it first popped up on the Tree of Knowledge. Um, arc the Daredevil redesign. That's what I said. The armor. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was gonna say anytime that they put armor on a character, it's probably bad. That was yeah. my answer. Yeah. And uh, and and pro and I. Well, Vince would know this one. The uh, the Ethan Van Skyver redo on on the uh, the Green Lantern outfit. Well, freaking anything, Ethan Van Skyver. As far as like good ones. I continue to be um, amazed at how many awesome Iron Man armors have True. gone through the year. I love the twenty twenty. The pointy mask is probably my favorite, though. Really? The, uh, by the way, the, the mask, the Black Canary Perez one was awful. Oh, the one with like the the big uh, leg warmers, the blue jumpsuit with the white boots and the yeah. Uh, sure. That was that was Perez redesign. Oh, I bet the uh, the the sure Wonder Woman, the, the Wonder Woman uh, um, white jumpsuit. Yeah, and and wasn't oh, Perez was... the same that did uh, Zaytana with the whole with the whole yeah and the, yeah that was, was that was kind of yeah that was whack too yeah yeah uh, best as far ones? as um I don't know um oh well ooh I know again why didn't I think of this to me the best redesign ever. Which has now since been re-redesigned was the uh, was was when Wolverine got the the brown and, and beige costume. 
that was the best. Yes, I'm still a fan of the of the yellow. Me too. I like the blue and yellow. I like them all because it's my boy. But but I I loved brown and black. Brown and tan. Yeah. You know the uh, the the current Thor redesign is is tops. I mean, it is so. Where's the 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 changer? Yeah. Alex Ross designed Captain America was whack. Oh, oh horrible! The, yeah, the, yeah like the Puerto Rican flag. The uh, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Ultimates. <laughs> I like the Ultimates World War Two version of Cap. I thought it was great. Oh yeah, that was, that right. was classy. Was Very it classy. a fan of the 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 Brian Hitchery design on the Fantastic Four with the short sleeves? Mm. Something about Fantastic Four and the short sleeves wasn't working for me. Well, I'll add to that. I think the white costumes just don't work. I, no, I, they, whatever. Oh, whatever. All right. Should always be blue. Um. Yeah. Yeah. So, best, oh, best. you know, the Spider-Man black costume will always be one of my favorites. Oh I, yeah. It, yeah. It was so, it was so cool at the time, yeah, cool. and it's and it's still still stayed very very neat. And the Ben Riley Spider-Man costume was not that bad either. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Not the hoodie. Not the Scarlet Spider. But no, the, you, uh, you know what? No. Right. Right. Not, right not, you're right. You know what costumes I loved? I loved the um, original X Factor costumes. Yeah, that was pretty funky. I loved the like for the the original five. Yeah, like when, when X Factor when they that come, you know. Yeah. Oh, with the, with, the with the yellow the, stripe. Yep. No, no, no. With the with no, the when they each had the X. Yeah. They, they, they were all different, different colors. Different colored jumpsuits with the X right. in the costume. From like the hmm. yeah the the, the Simonson. The Simonson. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's sweet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the well, one of the. My favorites is the uh, Simon Williams in the safari jacket. (laughs) 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 You always liked that, didn't you? I always did like that. And the Uh, Jeff Johnson design with the with the 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 way he drew it in in the Wonder Man series that 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 was good. But I yeah, no, I'm I'm partial to Jeff. I I'll concede that the 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 uh, safari jacket is way better than the purple energy thing that Perez did yeah than that than that atrocious green and red that Milgram had done in the West Coast Avengers series I I think Simon Vince's is... favorite Mohawk Storm <laughs> <laughs> I like Mohawk Storm. Me too. Oh, friggin' that's, horrible! That's, that's, I can't stand oh, it. Oh, yeah. loved it. Come on, it was such. No. It was no. Nah, it was it was oh, that, a good, it was a good, was a good uh, character moment too. Jason's mm-hmm. favorite is is uh, Steve Sanders' Beast. Well, actually, I was just gonna say, as much as I love the book, um, the 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 Cat Beast and everything since has not been my my shtick. Right. Yeah. No. I I, I miss the old. Thing. But it's interesting. So if you think of people that have evolved multiple times. I much prefer the blue-haired Avengers beast to the original human-looking beast. Yes. Mm-hmm. But then I felt oh. like then they went even a step further, which which whacked it out, which I didn't like at all. Correct. I got uh, one. Yeah. Uh, on on the bad side, Asbats. Terrible, oh, yes. terrible yes. costumes. Yes. Terrible. Oh, that is bad. Even Asriel's costume. I mean, the original costume, as I think Casada designed it, didn't he? That, he had to because it was so crazy with the with yeah. yeah. No, that was. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't bad, but well, once he designed Asbats too. But yes. Oh, did he really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. one demerit. And yeah. uh, and I wish Do- I wish Doctor Octopus would just stay the the pudgy the the white suit. No, the green. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, you know, just like pudgy, 
crazy um, scientist. The like worst this. redesign ever, Galactus in the Fantastic Four sequel movie. Yes. <laughs> the cloud. Yeah. The, uh, one, yeah. one, the best is when they finally... Let's store put, all our data in Galactus. I'm sorry. When they, they finally put pants on Robin. I think the, uh, the Tim Drake Robin costume is... Works. Whereas I will say that the Nightwing costume is awesome. Night, the, as, as, which yes. one? Which one? The the, the new new Teen Titans? I don't know the original. I think the original. I think I think the, turning the him blue, into Nightwing the was blue cool. and yellow. The blue and yellow. Yeah. Oh, it's terrible. Yeah. It's not like oh this. no, I kind of like that. Yeah. Each each version has gotten better, but I did like. And I mean, the Jericho one. That was like I don't know what the fuck the minstrel was thinking when he was you know when that was going on, but it was. <laughs> I, I really did, and, and plus. Nightwing was such a departure from Robin. So worse, like, <laughs> <laughs> give me back my loot. <laughs> oh, we're storyline hunt for the wildebeest. The um, the the yeah, I would I would definitely say Robin's up there, and and um, I kind of like the tweaks that they've done to Captain America with with the chainmail over the year with the with with, with the top part of his mm-hmm. of his tunic. Where, where you know, before back in the day, it, it'd be more spandexy, but and and now it's it's gotten to be a little bit more of that that quilted armor. I'm with that. There you go. I much I much prefer uh, endo camouflage uh, Han to uh, original Han. Yeah, I do like Han in the jacket, but I miss the <laughs> miss the vest. Oh boy. Hey everybody! There you go. We we still have a in your travel, so I'm I'm guessing mm-hmm. we got about another half hour. Um, hey everybody, oh. this episode has been brought to you by Discount Comic Book Service, DCBService.com, where you can get your favorite funny books and collectibles at huge Wamba discounts, thirty-five to seventy-five percent off your favorite funny books and collectibles delivered right to your door by a costume custodian of the FedEx. Uh, of the FedEx. Of the FedEx people. There you go. Um, in your travels, oh, dcbservice.com. In your travels, around this time of year, if you go back and listen to the archives, I do have a tendency to pimp the uh, Bongo Treehouse of Horror mm-hmm. special. In, in the past, they have always been spectacular. Um, the last few have been brilliant. Uh, I think it was issue 16 uh, when Sammy Harkham was was the uh, editor and you had cf in there just a bunch of awesome underground cartoonists uh small press cartoonists um i can't say the same thing for this year's version wow Uh, aside from the hillary barda cover which is spectacular issue number 18 not that great oh sorry wow yeah phil noto does a a very long story and it's called marge mary's baby um, obviously a take on Rosemary's Baby. And it's almost monochromatic. It's just not good. I'm sorry. I, I don't like to shit on Phil Noto because I do love his stuff. But this issue is really, really not that good. Um, so sorry. Travels, don't read this. Right. Don't read this. <laughs> um, but, I mean, there is one bright light. Am I crackly, though? It's... Am I crackly? Yes. Yeah. Hurry up. Cock. Read SpongeBob because it's great. <laughs> 
Come on, dude. It's like I had to I had to spend five minutes shitting on this, so now I can't tell you. That's awesome. Oh, the gods are with it. me. Uh, in your travels, get caught up gods on uh, get caught up on American Vampire because I'm going to be talking about uh, the Volume Four hardcover next yeah, week, which was. was awesome. It was. Damn. Well, all right then. To uh, to make up for Vince's lack, I'll, I'll I uh, one thing to pimp. Two things to pimp, actually. Uh, the the sketchbook challenge for this month on the forum is Monster Mashup, and they are knocking it out of the park. Uh, so check that out. Also, today, our boy, our uh, pal of ours, Mr. Sean Pryor, released uh, oh, yeah. Media Black Box Episode 89, which is the Legends Edition, where um, I sat down with Sean along with our friends, Mr. Chris Campbell, Julian Lytle, and... Um, Matthias Wade and we all talked about the we stuck to the six issues of the Legends miniseries from 1986 and DC and that's HHWLOD dot com slash PKD dash media dash black dash box slash blog or you can um, find your way to the episode thread and there'll be a link to it there as well and in your travels go to the Tomorrow's website, Tomorrow's Publishing, Tomorrow's.com, Tomorrow's, Tomorrow's, T-O-W, They are having a 40% off on Modern Masters books and DVDs. Ooh, are, are they really? Yes. Yeah, Ooh. there's a form thread. There's a form thread about it. Oh, and, uh, and and a 10% off on digital so you can finally get your um, your your uh, Michael Golden um, Modern Masters and, and, and your Alan Davis and, and they're, they have. Garland I mean, Cook. you can get the 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 Jose Luis Garcia Lopez, for example, is eight ninety seven. But the Arthur Adams is four dollars and forty six cents. So you can yeah, just I got the Alan Davis one already. Nice. Yes. Well, that was the first one. That one's eight ninety seven. But yeah. So go to tomorrow's. They have great stuff. I I need to get back on. Um, I have a couple of back issues on the pile that I need to get to. So hopefully I'll be able to talk about them soon. But uh, check out tomorrow's. They do. They they publish really solid magazines, really solid books with the modern masters, and and you really can't um, can't go wrong. Nice. In your travels, uh, Chris was the first to pimp this, but I have certainly had his back, and we we have both talked about these books quite a lot. Which is the Lock and Key series. Mm. Um, I have been reading them from the very beginning in the beautiful hardcovers that IDW is putting out. Um, the the sadly last arc uh, called um, Omega is coming out right now. Um, I won't be able to speak to that until that final hardcover comes out. But in my uh, DCBS box, not too uh, uh, not too long ago, came a one shot to tide us over, which was Lock and Key Grindhouse. Mm-hmm. Um, same creative team: Joe, Joe Hill writing, Gabriel Rodriguez, and Jay Photos. Um, but it's a, it is a one shot, and it is a premise of um, three gangsters rob a uh, uh, they rob a place, and they need to hide out somewhere until they um, can make their rendezvous. So they happen upon Key House, and uh, it's set in the past, and they basically do a home invasion, and 
it's what happens to uh, these unsuspecting fools because they done picked the <laughs> wrong house to do a home invasion on. That's awesome. So, and it's done in grindhouse style, like you know, very much like. Uh, so it's 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 very much of that. It's an homage to that type of of, of filmmaking. So it's it was read it today while I was waiting for my son to finish up his football game or practice rather, and uh, thought it was amazing as is always. I don't think I've ever not found their work amazing, but but it's great. Yeah. It's a little just little. Little uh, palate cleanser uh, and and perfectly appropriate for the. Uh, it's an homage. Session. It's an homage bouche. Yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. Jesus. Indeed. Indeed. Rough. Just just a perfect little taste of luck and key. Am I still shitty? No. Nope. Yes. No. No. Nah. I, I, I. One minute. Just one minute. Please. All right. Yes. There's one thing I got to add. I can't totally shit on the Treehouse of Horror. There is one story that's. Excellent. It's a Bartman story by Chris Yambar, Tone Rodriguez, and Andrew Pepoy. All, mm-hmm. all those names we know, right? It, it, it's great, but it does not justify the four ninety nine cover price. I'm sorry. I always pimp this book, but this year it's just not good. Sorry. Fair enough. Got to keep it. But real. I, I mean, there's there's a bright spot, but it again, it doesn't. It's outweighed by the the other stuff. Uh, I, I forgot to mention. I got something in the mail yesterday. It's not a thank you because it's it was my Indiegogo. Uh, donation. I, I received the 2012 Steve Root sketchbook, and it is quite nice. It's number 248 out of 500. It is. It, it's. We, we we all know the man can draw, but it also came with three prints. One of um, John Carter, World of Mars. Really? And, yes, and one of um, of the lovely Sandra Peel, and one of Nexus. Sandra Nickel. Cool. No, she's not naked. She's got her. Uh, she she's sitting down. She has her hands clasped under her legs, so her knees are up in the air. She's nice. sitting on a hill. It's daytime, and Nexus. It's a uh, complimentary image. Nexus is on a hill, but it's it, it, he's in space or it's nighttime, and he's looking up at uh, at a moon. So I'm, I'm going to find a frame and and kind of put these in an area where they're. Where they're seeing each other, but um, and and the John Carter one is 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 pretty cool too. But yeah, the the sketchbook itself. I mean, he's got he's got um, commissions and requests. Uh, a lot of um, of Spidey and Pete and Gwen and and some with Pete Gwen and MJ and uh, some Thor images that that are very Kirby esque and and uh, he's got a pretty funky image of Harley Quinn in here. So I mean, it's cool. It's Steve Root. So, you know. That's right. The dude. That dude. Name speaks volumes, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Hey, everybody. Thank you for being here with us. You know what? We'll be back next week. As usual, we don't care if you want it or not. We're giving it to you. So yeah. we, we, we hope you join us. And you know what? We do love you. Very we much. do. We do. Wait. And you can Wait, show us your love by... Uh... Everyone. By I going to DTB no. service and leaving us iTunes reviews. Mm-hmm. Always appreciate it. We love them too. Mm-hmm. And come to our forum, forum.bullpenbulletinspodcast.com. We'll love to have you. See Just make sure ya. you have a real email address so we know it's not spam. Yeah, it's true. Use your real name. Use your real Seriously. David real likes it when you use your real name. In other words, grow up. Oh, Ooh, yeah. Man. There we go. Strong. <laughs> She's strong. <laughs> Bye. Bye. We love you. Later. Does Vincent say doomsday for the best OG villain? It's good.
you're right. right. Why, did, why didn't I say good morning? I don't know. Get back in. What's wrong with you? I'm stupid. <laughs> well, we'd be that far, but... Bye. Peace. 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 Peace.